the next tennis appointment is this Saturday. Hurry, John C. Dvorak. It is Thursday, January 13th, 2011. This is your uh, media assassination. It's messed this up. This is no agenda. That's right, we're at episode 269er, and we are in deep trouble here. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center with your weekly, bi-weekly, Gitmo Nation media assassination. I'm Adam Curry. Hello? <laughs> John? And from northern Silicon Valley where I'm going to... Yeah, I, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't hear you at all. Yeah. No, I said something, but I, I was only hearing half of you. We'll say it again. I'm John C. Dvorak in Northern Silicon Valley. I have a feeling this will be an epic show. It will be epically crappy. Yeah, it will be. All right. Well, hey, everybody. How you doing? Let me explain what's going on. Uh, for the past uh, 14 hours, I've been battling Time Warner Cable, trying to uh, get some kind of decent connection. Of course, it's all my fault. Uh, it's my modem. It's my connection. It's the underpants I'm wearing. It's uh, it's anything but their crappy-ass network, just so well, you know. Well, probably nobody else is having any problems then. No, of course not. And and you, you get on the, the line with these people. uno. I, that is so insulting, by the way. Why does it have to? Why does Spanish have to be the first choice? It should be if you speak English, press one, and then go hablar español dos. That that insults me so much right off the bat. Well, you're in Mexico, yeah, and uh, and then you get through them, and you get to Road Runner, and it's like, hey, listen, you know, it's like, okay, right off the bat, uh, I know a little bit about technology. I've gone through the whole rebooting thing. Okay, sure good, you do. Good, sir. I said, by the way, if you go to Twitter and you search Time Warner, there are more people in Hollywood with this problem. No, no, it seems to be just your modem. Okay. That pisses me off so much when they do that. I said, look, people are having problems in Hollywood at where I live, uh, I'm in the Hollywood Hills. People are in West Hollywood. They're having this issue. And it's on Twitter. You can search Twitter, Time Warner, and you'll see it. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, we're pinging your modem, and uh, it seems like you've disconnected 400 times in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that was me testing 400 times in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe this, sir. I think you disconnected a lot. No, I won't believe you're an idiot. Oh. <sighs> I have the AT&T DSL on order. Um, it's it's, it's going to take another four weeks for them to get it in, and then another four weeks to get it configured. And of this course, episode's brought to you by Comcast. Yeah, so what did I do is, you know, the only backup solution I have, of course, I have a Verizon phone with their great MiFi. Um, you know, Verizon is so awesome, so freaking awesome. Of course, there's no re- Verizon reception here where it's so awesome. Everyone's like, oh, Verizon, I, I, I can't wait for the iPhone on Verizon because it's so awesome, you 4G MiFi. I can't get a signal from Verizon in the hill here. And AT&T, I've got full bars in the studio, so I, uh, and of course you can't do a tether on AT&T, uh, so I have it jailbroken. Oh, thank you, darling. Ah, Mickey understands. Thank you, dear. Yeah, some coffee, a piece of grapefruit for herself. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay, I already ate, darling. And uh, it, thank you for walking around like that. That makes me. I, can can I just have some? Turn sugar? on the camera. No, no. If I tur- come over here, if I turn on the camera, you, you'd freak out, and the connection would freak out. Hold on. I'd freak out. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. 
you, darling. Uh, so I'm tethered. What do you mean? Thank you, darling. Go ahead. All right. So I'm so I'm tethered on the iPhone, which is uh, kind of working okay. I've uh, brought the stream down to 24 kilobits uh, in order Yikes. for it to work. Uh, but the problem is, you know, you have I have an internal network, right? And the internal network runs through the router that is connected to the Time Warner cable modem. So. Uh, if now all of a sudden I I don't have a way to connect my my uh, my phone to the network and make the network just connect to the phone, so now I had to connect all individual computers I want to use. They don't interconnect, and it's like it's a nightmare of IP addresses. So I had, the whole system is down. It's like I, I'm going to be firing off clips, you know, manually. It's just it's hosed. It's hosed. But but we have a Skype connection and we're streaming. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, it keeps breaking up with me and it didn't, and you both. Well, you sound it, you sound great, by the way. But for the moment, yeah, I didn't sound great on the intro when I said I'm. You know, I had this really long involved <laughs> intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's upsetting. <laughs> I'm so upset, and I had so of course all my prep is on like internal servers, so I had to connect and disconnect and reconnect. And by the way, my mail server is receiving mail. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, well, wouldn't it, they usually do that. Yeah, they usually store it. Right, but so the so the connection is good enough. No, my mail server is here in the house. Remember? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. You have your own now. That's so it's right. so it's not because uh, I have a backup server in the cloud. Should this one become unavailable, but this one is is actually available, and then so stuff is coming in, but then I can't reach it unless I switch to the internal network. But if on the I'm on the internal network, then I can't actually. Uh, connect to you or the stream so it's a long long boring story but i'm extremely irked all my prep has been hosed i've spent all this time working on this stupid connection which is the 18th time in two weeks sorry two months that this just sucked man no one wants to hear about it because everyone knows what this is about but it's pathetic it's pathetic that the, the telcos took billions of tax dollars and built nothing it built built a system to bill me two hundred and thirty dollars a month for nothing. That's what they built. You bastards! You're spending you're spending two hundred thirty dollars a month for this crappy connection you have. Well, including cable TV. No, yep, you just broke up completely. I said include including cable TV. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it's still high. It's it's outrageous. And and by the way, they're increasing the rates. <laughs> This is like you're almost three thousand dollars a year just to be connected. If you were in Sweden, you'd have a thirty megabit. You know, why don't you move to Sweden and then we could have a really good show. <laughs> you ever notice that when we were doing the show when you were overseas, we never had a problem. The show, people, gee, the show is great. It rocked. Yeah, we we never had a, an no, issue. It was it was me. fantastic. You, can you hear me, or you can't hear me at all now? You're not hearing me. I wasn't. I am now. Uh, the- that kind of sucks because I you are coming through fine. So if you just pretend you hear me, oh what I can yes I can do that. Then no one then no one will know the difference. They'll be all like, <laughs> hey, it was a great show. You know we could just talk simultaneously. Oh Mickey darling, I need a cup. Use a jock strap. So uh, let me just uh, have you tweeted? Uh, at least I can. Tweet I tweeted this. that we're going to have a lousy show. Yeah, that it's we gonna are be a poor connection. Live, but kinda. I haven't tweeted that we're doing anything. Okay, let's just tweet. No agenda, ladies and gentlemen. Version of stalling. Ah, I don't want to sound. Tweet, tweet. Pocket, no agenda. Okay. 
Did you send out the bat signal? Yeah, I'm doing that now. I hadn't actually done it. Hey, Mick? Mickey? Hey, Mick? I need a cup. Have she brought what kind me of the, education is this? She brought me the coffee, but there's no cup. <laughs> Hold on. How talk. does that work? Hey, why don't you do our... Uh, do talk for something. I'm going to go get a cup. Okay, Adam's off getting a cup. Well, I discuss... Uh, you know, one of the things I want to talk about in today's show, which I might get to uh, later, since, since I got a couple of letters from people about, uh, about getting grass-fed beef from local farmers, and I found a, a good link to Oklahoma... Uh, Oklahoma State uh, Agriculture Department's uh, website. They have a PDF on on buying locker beef. What you know, what you would generally pay. What you get. What's the side. What does it weigh. And we're going to put that in the show notes uh, later, uh, probably two or three weeks from now, when Adam finally gets his uh, connection back. And, uh, and so, one of the things, and I want to bring this up with Adam. All right, I'm back. Which is the fact that you need to buy a freezer. A freezer for what? For your beef. For the half a cow I'm getting? Yeah. Well, I have a freezer. Do I need a really do I need a bigger freezer than the sub zero I have already? Oh, that that thing's a no. You that's no good. You need a standalone freezer. What why can't I put it in the sub zero? That works. It doesn't have enough square footage for like a tenth of that cow. Well <laughs> maybe I'll take an eighth of the cow then. It's okay, darling, I already got one. <laughs> She was outside listening to the show. Ring a bell she, she's on a six-minute delay. <laughs> oh, it's about the cup. Yeah, she's she's Here still come with she's just hearing the cup part. Ah, oh, what a darling. She she's like I she's like I I got to get out of the house. I got to go sit number twelve. I got to go sit in the sun. I can't stand the energy the guy is 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 emanating the negative energy. I'm surprised she hasn't been out there hours ago. So, uh, sun, you have sun. Yes, we have a beautiful day today, and no persistent jet contrails either. Well, it's because there's no moisture in there, um, <laughs> right? So, yeah, no, you need a standalone freezer. Now, the point is, is that the fact, the, the, the general rule, which is in a PDF file, which I have emailed to you, which we can put in the show notes later. Uh, essentially, you can put 35 to 40 pounds of meat. Per one square foot of freezer space, generally speaking, most people will have like a six square foot freezer, which you can get from uh, Sears. They're they're very inexpensive. I've seen them as cheap as one hundred and fifty dollars, uh-huh. but for for two hundred bucks, you can get a really good one. And it keeps and it also has a lower temperature than the normal refrigerator freezer because you want to keep the temperature down below zero. And uh, but typically, you can get a six square footer will hold. Pretty much, if there's nothing else in there, we'll hold a half a steer, uh, 40 pounds a square foot. Yeah, but I don't have a place to put this thing. I mean, this is not a big, big house we're in here. This is like the a... freezers don't take up, but they, they would fit in the closet quite easily. Oh, really? They're very small. I don't have a closet. You don't have got a closet? No, no. Are you kidding me? I live with a woman, dude. You know, it's like it's the closets are filled with Convince her that frozen shoes last longer. <laughs> Honey, listen, your 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 uh, Milano Blahniks will look much better if they're frozen. <laughs> and you know, we'll just plan it when when you're ready to go out. We'll just t- take a few hours to thaw them. It'll be perfect. Eric says he's he bought a seven foot freezer for a hundred bucks. Right, 
And and what kind of energy does that does that thing slurp? They don't use much because it's a sealed device, and so once it gets up to temperature, it's not as though you're opening and closing it. You don't do a lot with this thing. It's just basically a sealed device, and once it gets down to below zero, it you know it doesn't use much juice after that unless you're constantly going into it, and you very rarely do. Hmm. They're not that big. The six footer is not that big. It's very small. Fits easily into a closet. You can. Uh, can, can, but that's what you, you have to get. Can I shift gears uh, for a second on you? My sure. uh, my daughter, um, very upset. You know, she doesn't have a car. She doesn't have a license to go with the car. Uh, well, that would help. That's yeah, the it, beginning. Yeah, and keys and stuff like that. It's all important. So she takes the uh, the L.A. bus and metro system. Oh. And um, now, now she, my daughter is very honest with me, and she, and she definitely has ridden without a ticket before. Uh, sure. But she actually, uh, she bought a ticket, this $1.50, the ticket. Yeah. And uh, and and she lost it while she was on the Metro. And, you know, it's like, you know how kids are. She the, couldn't get off. No. Uh, someone said, show me your ticket. She said, and she reaches in her pocket, said, oh, it must have fallen out. And she looks around, she can't find the ticket. $1.50. Yeah. And this is like the Metro ticket checker guy. Yeah, it's and, weird. Right, and uh, and she says, "Well, I'm really sorry." And she actually said, "You know, the guy was really nice, and you know, but he wrote her up, and of course she, and you know, he had, <laughs> so he had to, he writes down everything, including hair color, which he had to write down as rainbow, which I thought was pretty funny, <laughs> rainbow, because <laughs> she had like multicolored hair, and uh, she receives the following notice, um, a bail amount." Of one hundred and eighty nine dollars. Yeah, it sounds about right. But it's like a bail amount, and if you do not pay this bail amount, we will issue a warrant for your arrest. Yeah, it sounds uh, like something they do. Yeah, but that's bull crap. I mean, it's, this t- is how they're making money in the state of California. Yeah, but the they ticket have- is a dollar fifty. How how do you come up with one hundred and eighty nine dollars? That's what the fine probably is. You know what they're fining people now for breaking the carpool lanes up here? Yeah, $341. Yeah, $341. Yeah, and how do they come up with that 341 What's up with that number? I have no idea. It's bullcrap. It's just some number. It makes it sound as though they did some work. But $189, you know, and and it says like... Tell her, you know, she can go to court and protest it. Well, let me... So then they have frequently asked questions. (laughs) What are my choices? Listen to this. Uh, pay ticket, this closes it out, pay the ticket with the traffic school administration fee, huh? Request a court arraignment date before a judicial officer, pay the ticket and request a trial with the officer in front of a judicial officer, or request a 60-day extension from the appearance date, blah, blah, blah. Now, how do I contest my ticket? Check this out. You must pay the bail, the full bail in person... Uh, at the clerk's office or by mail with the words not guilty written on the check in order to obtain a trial date. You may also schedule a court appearance to plead not guilty. The reason for posting bail in advance, so you basically, they're like, you pay your money and then you can go say give it back. The reason is to ensure you show up. What is that? This is not, this is not justice. <laughs> you have, and, and they're not saying it's a fine. They're saying it's a bail amount, like she's already been convicted to go to prison. Well, it's a bail amount, is what it is. Well, bail amount, whether you're convicted or not, you have to pay bail. That's what it is. Yeah, but the guy's not a, an officer of the law. He's a douchebag with a pad. 
Now, he probably is an officer of the law in some funny way. Well, this is it's just un- it's outrageous. Well, welcome to California. Nice. I mean, I, I really feel like contesting this. The kid's like 20. She did two hundred dollars. You know, she she doesn't make a lot. Of them. That's like half a, a half a paycheck. Yeah. For a dollar fifty ticket. Yeah. For the great service that Metro provides. Right. Now you got it. You're getting there. <laughs> Shut up, slave. That's what it is. Shut up, slave. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Let's thank some people who supported the show, John. All right. Well, we got one big donor and then uh, three uh, three associate executive producers. The, the executive producer uh, who uh, felt bad about the fact that we got no donations on uh uh, the beginning of the year for mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. uh, I sent in a, le- a sixteen hundred and eleven dollars. What the executive producer? What? What? <laughs> Since wow. Sunday had no executive producers. Instead of the show number, I'm donating the date one six eleven. And who was this? This is Dave Hoffman, Ham on the Air, N three P R O. He's also a ten ten knight, but he'll also be a member of the. 11-11. Oh, Dave! You know what? Dave just really made my day. I'm. Thank you so much, Dave. What's his? Uh, what are his call letters? Is Sir Dave? Let's make it right, Sir Dave Hoffman. Yeah. His call letters are N three P R O. He's also the executive producer of show two forty one member of the Deuce Club and executive member of the Kickstarter Daily Source Code and five dollar per month subscriber for two years. Holy crap! I'm going to give him his own node in the show notes after the after the show. I want to write all of that down. He the, the guy is a super supporter. Where's he from? He well, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'd have to go down and look at his check because I've just taken this off of his letter. That is so incredibly nice. What a way to what a that giving level makes me warm and fuzzy. Yeah, no, Dave's a good guy. That's fantastic. So, Thank you so much, fellow Sir Fellow ham, I might add. Yes, ham on the... By the way, we didn't do a, a proper greeting. Why don't we do it right now since we're... Uh, hello to all ships at sea. Oh, yes. <laughs> boots on the hello ground. Hello to all ships at sea and all boots on the ground. <laughs> Wings in the skies, foots in the oceans, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, and, of course, hams on the air and human resources everywhere, including those... Uh, who have uh, been in the chat room at noagendachat.net and uh, have been keeping the stream going while uh, the the mother the mothership feed has been completely down. Uh, you, you, we got a great community of awesome people uh, who right now are probably uh, uh, seeing if they rolling can roll in their eyes. Well, they, they probably arrange yeah, roll in their eyes. Probably, they probably arrange that you know that, that the the time warner guys could come out early and i missed the freaking call i mean th- we do have those kind of connections we we got great yeah. network admin sys admin so keep on it people we really appreciate it and we'll make up for this show uh, my, uh <laughs> although comcast it may be enter- people, may be entertaining my comcast people are a little more responsive uh we've got uh, three executive associate executive producers and two members of the 269 club to commemorate show 269 this will be closed there'll only be two members in the entire history of the show and these are them okay amita goss in london uk mm-hmm. uh 269 great show and she needs some karma for the new year uh, oh, okay. yeah no no I, I i can actually do that hold on a second of course, all that all that stuff is broken as well, right? You you understand that my internal network is all mess. But here we go. We've got some karma for you. You've got karma. I love it when some things work. Perfect. And uh, she she's a new donor, Kyle Ferens in Toronto, Ontario, two sixty nine, and he says he's gonna he's not gonna go on the mothership. He's gonna stay back with me. 
Oh, really? Fight the zombies. Yeah, he's just going <laughs> to fight the zombies with me. And he just wants to give a shout-out to UC357, UC357. Um, and he's got to like the fact that he's a member of show 269. Six-niner. Six-niner. And then finally... Uh, Oops. Two Fairbanks. Hold on, John. Uh, say that again. You cut out for a second. And then... F- Eric Gray, Fairbanks, Alaska. His associate, yeah. Yeah. What is AK? Is AK Alaska? AK is... Uh, I don't know. I think that's... Uh, I don't know what AK is. I think it's Alaska. I think Arkansas is AR. I could be wrong. Uh, he, helped, he needs a karma call out his executive producership. Helped much. Uh, he will be saving up for 1111.11 on November 11th, 2011, as all your producers should rock on. Okay, here's some karma coming your way, my friend. Here we go. You've got karma. All right. And so that's our group for today, and we thank them all. We thank all the other uh, producers who have contributed to today's show in particular, and we'll be talking about some of them in about an hour. Yes, great group indeed. Uh, You know how it works. Uh, This is an official credit. You can put it uh, right onto your resume, Uh, and uh, unlike the douchebags in Hollywood, we will actually vouch for that. We'll uh, talk to anyone on the phone if you want. So thank you, sir. Dave Hoffman, uh, November 3, Papa Romeo Oscar. And, of course, our associate executive producers and uh, exclusive 269 Club members, Amita Goss, uh, Kyle Ferenz, and uh, our associate executive producer, Eric Gray. We really do appreciate everybody else out there. I need you to do this to Time Warner. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. amount so you know i'm gonna wind up paying for that of course yeah yeah As she felt really bad the kids in tears almost about this stuff she's like well i don't blame her i lost my ticket i lost my ticket she'll get she'll get beat up enough uh, living in the that area that eventually uh by the by the system that she'll be beaten down and and (laughs) and she should walk around like the typical zombies you find down there and uh, (laughs) she'll be fine great <laughs> That's so nice. Try to make your day. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, a little it's, uplifting. It's, just a positive note. It's it's hard enough for for a kid in Los Angeles, let alone this bull crap. Unbelievable. So there were a couple of things that uh, that happened. Um, I, I I'd like to start off, John, right away with pretty much what uh, what we talked about on the last show. So it, it wasn't so much the prediction as you know we could just see this coming. Um, that every you know, of course, everyone is out there worried about uh, you know. So, what really was the conspiracy with Giffords and and I do have some interesting uh, new theories, by the way. Uh, All right, well, good because I have nothing. Oh well, you want to know the the latest theory about uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? Uh, the shooter, the douchebag shooter. Yeah, he has. They always have. Notice how these guys always have three names. So it's Jared Lee. What is his name? I don't know. I can't yeah, remember. Whatever. I'll think of it in a second. So, uh, so of course, I'm sure you saw the news that uh, Giffords actually subscribed to his YouTube channel. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as one of two subscribers. So, there's a, a couple of threads out there that are very interesting. And, uh, actually, some research that has been done uh, that I did put into the show notes, noagendashow.com, 
which is not good enough at all for me to back it, but uh, there is uh, some discussion going on that maybe these two had an affair. And oh, <laughs> brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. You got me on that one. <laughs> I liked it. And, you know, there's, but yeah. there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff that could be you read that look way. Look at this maniac. He looks like a he looks like a crazed. Of course, they're showing that one picture over and over. No, no, like, the, the one where the one like where he looks like Howard Uncle Stern. Fest is on speed. No, he looks like Howard Stern. Yeah, that's what he looks like. This doesn't look like Howard Stern. I'm talking about that round-headed, bald picture. How does that look like Howard Stern? Was, that's her husband. No, jeez. We're talking about the 22-year-old kid. Yeah, with the ball, the, with the shaved head and the glassy eyes and that stupid smile, that picture that's been going around. Yeah, you know what? Picture schmicture. Picture schmicture. They did know each like other. Howard Stern five years ago. Yeah, he visited her once and asked some dumb question. We had. To, I have a clip. Okay, what you got for me, brother? Uh, let's see. Background on AZ Assassin is probably what it is. Yeah, I hit it. Okay, here we go. And according to friends, became a sort of nihilist. One Fred told Mother Jones magazine he became obsessed with the practice of lucid dreaming. Who was this, Penn Jillette talking? <laughs> Doesn't it sound like it? It sounds like Penn. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> lucid dreaming is when a person has not only... Oh, wait, stop, dreams. stop, stop, stop the clip. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I have to warn people listening to this clip. There may be something in this clip, uh, because after I listened to the clip... Last night, I had a lucid dream. <laughs> oh, okay. Warning. Uh, wow. That's that's well. You know what? They are cranking up that harp, giving giving everybody dreams. So it was a lucid dream. Lucid and, dream. Uh, right. And well, I was right into it. You know, I said, "Well, that's interesting. That's lucid." Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> what was your dream about, John? Screw the clip. I was just floating around. It wasn't any big deal. But all about. But I realized I was in a dream, and I was <laughs> trying to like control it a little bit. I wasn't very competent. <laughs> wait, wait. Where but, were you? You were floating around. I was floating around. Yeah. Where were you floating around? Was, I don't really know. It was some area. I've been to this place before, but I'm not sure where it was. Okay, Mr. Dvorak. No, I want you to feel comfortable. You can tell me anything. Just lay down. No, it's okay. I, I, I know it's it's difficult to talk about your dreams, but you were floating. Were you? Uh, how I, far off the ground I, were you? We could go. Let me just say this. I don't remember my dreams very well. I remember I was a lucid dream. I remember it was not interesting. So, uh, but I do remember it was lucid. So, play, continue playing the clip. But everyone has a warning that this may be some some uh, some some suggestion in here by whoever it is that's talking. Were you dressed while you were floating around? Yeah. And were you dressed in like a Peter Pan uh, nightgown? No, just or? everyday clothes. Not not your pe- pajamas. Get back to the clip. Seriously, there's, there's nothing to see here. <laughs> With the practice of lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is when a person has not only very vivid dreams, very clear dreams, but they are consciously aware that they are dreaming and that they're able to influence or manipulate or work within the dreams. Wow. Wow. That's everybody. I have that. John? Well, you're probably going to be next on the agenda. Oh, Finish geez. up. The guy goes on. They take it's control actually of interesting. Dreams. They can take control of the dreams. They can change the plot of the dreams. They can change the outcome of the dreams. Now, you've got to tell me, where is this from? Where is this discussion being held where it's so incredible, where, where they're going into this detail? Nightline. Oh, 
Jesus. That's like a big show, too. Crap. Okay. If you've seen the movie Inception, you know all about this. And lucid dreaming is not just a Hollywood fabrication. Oh, of course. Oh, it makes so much sense. The Inception iPhone app is out. Well, that's why this is all taking place. They need to promote the iPhone app. Lucid is Dreams. A, is it a Disney movie? Because this is Disney, of course, ABC. Uh, I don't know. It's a Leonardo DiCaprio. We know he's a Russian spy. So, you know, that could be part of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they're pulling Inception into this. This is phenomenal. Lucid yeah, Dreamers actually claim that in their dreams, they can have superhuman powers. Defi- like floating. Defying the laws of gravity yeah. and the laws <laughs> of society without fear of consequences. He might have been living a life like the movie Inception. In some respects, he may have been living a life like a conception. Because could you imagine what it'd be like if you had to live in a fantasy world in order to be fulfilled? That interest in dream life seems to coincide with a diminishing interest in reality. Friends say Loeffner became interested in pop culture interpretations of Mayan prophecies about 2012. The world was going to end. And he was sure of it. It was at that point that Loeffner first met Congresswoman Gabby Giffords. He met Gabrielle Giffords once in 07 and told me he asked her some question that made absolutely no sense to me. But he said, I can't believe she doesn't understand it. Politicians just don't get it. Okay, whatever, Jared. And just pass it off. Knowing now I know now, that's probably a trigger. The question that stumped wow. Giffords was... Wait a minute. What, what did she just say there? Call- she said knowing what she knows now, that was probably a trigger, whatever that means. But I think what she was trying to say was that she should have noticed that he was nuts. <laughs> In 07. And told me he asked her some question that made absolutely no sense to me. But he said, I can't believe she doesn't understand it. Politicians just don't get it. Okay, whatever, Jared. And just pass it off. Knowing now I know now, that's probably a trigger. You know, uh, this uh, this girl who's talking, um, so the reason, she, she did, she was like the person that all the media went to. And uh, I was reading her Twitters. And she and you know, consistently she keeps saying on her tweets, no, I don't want to be famous. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I don't want fame. I in fact the media's crazy here right now. Oh my god, we're so sick as a society. The question yeah. that stumped Giffords was what is government if words have no meaning? What is government if words have no meaning? Deep. The friend Bryce Tierney told Mother Jones, I told him, dude, no one is going to answer that. Dude. But Tierney said, ever since then, Loughran thought the congresswoman was a fake. He had something against her, he said. Psychologists say politics may have had little to do with any alleged motives for assassination. Yeah, so so what is so disheartening about this? And uh, and Mickey and I, it, it, it actually affected us, because we noticed this the minute it happened, is the conversation, and this could have, this? it was like they were waiting for this. And this is, who knows how this came about, but they were just waiting for anything to happen. And, and we've been talking about this for how long, John? A year, two years? That they were just waiting for the opportunity to grab onto this and to say, okay, crazy people need to be locked up. And, uh, and, and, and we need to identify the signals. Uh, it's pre-crime. This is all about pre-crime. Yeah, we got a letter from one of our producers asking about, uh, which I sent forwarded to you, which has done me no, no good, apparently. No. Uh, asking about the uh, what happened in California, historically, uh, specifically California, not Arizona, when Ronald Reagan became governor, 
uh, he closed down all the psychiatric uh, facilities and shut down a bunch of mental hospitals and released everybody. And from then on, we had a homeless problem, which we have to this day, despite uh, initiatives uh, where people gave their money for Hands Across America, for example, <laughs> to end homelessness. Yeah. Uh, and and it was interesting because he wanted to, he wanted to know a little bit about this Reagan uh, initiative, why he did it. And Back in the 60s, specifically, and uh, especially during during the 60s, during the Vietnam War, and, and, and I guess into the 70s, and Reagan did this in the 70s, uh, it was actually the liberals, the uh, uh, Democrats, the liberals, the progressives, whatever you want to call them, uh, advertising, whatever you want to call it, uh, who were all over the fact that these institutions weren't doing any good. And uh, it wasn't great. Uh, it wasn't a great idea to keep just locking people up for whatever reason in a, in a mental health facility. And when they were just there were these things were nightmares. And and uh, it was odd because the Democrats who were always running California never could do anything about. It. They just moaned and groaned a lot. And so when Reagan got in, he did it. And, you know, just to shut these people <laughs> up because all they were doing is belly aching. Right. And uh, since then, we've had uh, the, the, the tendency has been to release nutballs into the streets. And so I'm not absolutely sure if we're trying to reverse that trend uh, because we do have a lot of people talking to themselves. They're not on cell phones in San Francisco. They're harder to spot because of the cell phone phenomenon. But uh, you know, people talking to themselves. Uh, but I'm not, you know, and I, I guess this is, I guess we've, we had pre-crime in the past. So this is not like a, a new phenomenon now that I think about it. Well, let me play, because uh, now, of course, it's moving into the uh, into the general conversation. My God, what you just played was on Nightline. And by the way, so we don't really know much about this guy, uh, but now he's deranged, uh, lucid dreams. He's, he's a nut job. I mean, they could say this about, uh, look, they can pull this clip from No Agenda and say, hey, man, that Dvorak, you know, he had dreams that he was floating. I mean, you know, the guy is like, and before you know it, they're talking about you like this on Fox. Ah. So since the shooting, we've heard a lot about harsh rhetoric, suggesting it egged on the killer. But to me, these claims are little more than attempts to limit free expression and capitalize on tragedy by creeps with an axe to grind. So what's the right response? Well, I remember a song I heard on the Dr. DeMeno show decades ago. And now you see I've gone I like this. This was a good little angle to... To set your mind, this is total NLP. Oh, great. Yeah, this is perfect. Take me away, ho, ho, hee, hee, ha, ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away, ha, ha. Ah, memories. Well, that Napoleon the 14th song was always the top pick on Demento, a, a creepy ditty about involuntary commitment. And by the way, that's a message to us. Did you hear the code? What was it? A creepy ditty. Yeah. He, he used our ditty term, man. I don't know that we've ever used ditty. What do you mean? We're always talking about a little ditty. Okay. Not only are you, do you have lucid dreams about floating, but you forget. Maybe the idea huh? that men in white coats with butterfly nets might one day come and take you away always seemed plausible. But sadly, it wasn't. As William Galston points out in The New Republic, civil libertarians work to banish involuntary commitment, often making the burden of proof so high that no one could meet it. They also cemented the right to refuse psychiatric drugs. 
The result? Saturday. And a lot of other tragedies. Oh! <laughs> the result? Wow. The what result? A, what, a leap, what a leap that one was. The result? The result? Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> the right to refuse psychiatric drugs. The result? Saturday. Saturday. And a lot of other tragedies. The fact is, we now know the killer's a nut. But we also... We don't know that. There's been no psychiatric evaluation. We know now the guy is a nut. Also know that a lot of people knew he was a nut long before we did. As Galston points out, Pima Community College suspended him after five contacts with the police. The guy scared everyone, for he had no connection with reality. He was an internet troll in real skin. That's a great line, by the way. What? He was an internet troll in real skin. Oh, an internet troll in real skin. Wow, that great is a great line. line. Great line. For he had no connection with reality. He was an internet troll in real skin. But no one could do anything, which raises the question, should the civil rights of one sick guy put the rest of us at risk? I say no, for it is mental illness that prevents the mentally ill from seeking help for his mental illness. And you're not acting against their will. Who is this fascist? This is the guy who's on Red Eye on Fox at night. Oh, that guy! That guy! I've, we've we've clipped from him before. Yeah. he's got a voice of a woman. Yeah, but he but we've clipped from him before, and he has a number of fascist commentaries that he does. But I, he, I, but I he, wish I could remember. Yeah, the one that we but had he before. also guests on O'Reilly. He's got all kinds. Yeah, of no, he's all over the place. Yeah. He's supposed to be the comic. Yeah, now he's got. Uh, yeah, he's got all kinds of popular uh, like B liberties on at night. Let me just finish it up because he, he he brings us to a crescendo, which is. I mean, he talks to the uh, the meek. He talks to the the meek, feeble-minded, celebrity-engrossed people. That's why he's so dangerous. For it is mental illness that prevents the mentally ill from seeking help for his mental illness. And you're not acting against their will if their will isn't present. So rather than spew fake outrage for political gain, perhaps we should look at laws preventing us from helping the sick. I'd rather get these folks on meds before they get us with bullets. Yeah, that's... Hey, get them on meds. Take your meds, slave. Meds before bullets. <laughs> it's, it's a new program. If the you guys got writers. If you bring your bullets, then we'll give you meds. It's perfect. And, by the way... Hot pockets. They're good for you. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it, it just... It, I had another thing here. I don't know if I can actually play this. I, again, I, I haven't been able to check my prep. Let me see what this clip is here. Yeah, that Fox show, I've noticed this before. They, they make, uh, they're very uh, cavalier with their... Uh, Assessments. Yes, very cavalier, and, and dangerously so, I would say, in, in, a, in, you know, in, a, re- in a real political long-term sense. I mean, it really sounds like Mussolini talking. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's very discouraging, and, and ev- everybody has jumped on this. T- I mean, we've had lots of uh, things happen in the, in the past year, that certainly could have, you know, the, uh, of tragedy, let's put it this way. Uh, but now it's like, oh, it's some deranged lunatic who went after someone from Congress. Uh, therefore, now we have to start locking people up and... Uh, and Throwing get, away the key. And get them on meds. And, now, one, yeah. one of the things that bothers me, and I, I, this story is a... I tried to avoid the story, but I did have that clip uh, about the lucid dreams... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the fact that uh, the story has lasted this long. The story broke on our show. Yes. On Sunday. And yeah. this is like we're done to another show, and the story is still at max. It's, it's at oh, max. No, no. It, it's, it's, there's more peak to come. It's not going to end. 
John, this is going to go on for another two weeks. I guarantee it in, well, until something weeks. better happens. We need well, like maybe, a- but whatever the case was, we had the we had the speech by Obama yesterday. Oh. And I, in, if in, you want to comment on that, yes, I, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. And in which I, I have a couple of things to say about the Obama speech. Okay, let me say one thing. Uh, first of all, uh, I was so crazy busy with the uh, with the the technical problems that I only you know was able to see the speech briefly. And by the way, it's funny because I was searching Twitter. Uh, for Time Warner uh, outage issues, and I got a lot of people saying, I'm looking for the Obama speech on Time Warner. I can't find it. It was on every channel. I know, I know. The time, not Apparently not on Time Warner. No, it was on every network. It was on Fox. It was on CNBC. It was everything. No, CNBC right. was on MSNBC. So here's the president lying. The biggest lie, and I, this, I'm... I, I don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm pinging. I'm trace routing. I'm listening to the speech in the background, and I hear this. I'm like, "What? That's just a lie." Gabby courageously fights to recover, even as we speak. Uh, I, I can't hear it. You. Hold on a second. Um, I'm going to turn it up for you. Even as we speak, uh, and I want to tell you, uh, her husband Mark is here, and he allows me to share this uh, with you Uh, right after we went to visit a few minutes after we left her room and some of her colleagues from congress were in the room gabby opened her eyes for the first time lie that's a lie she there's plenty of reports that she was had her eyes open was responding to doctors before the president ever went there and then listen to how he milks it she opened her eyes. Opened her eyes for the first time. For the first time. Listen. He milks it. Look, listen how long it lets that go. He opened her eyes. He opened her eyes. That's hope. Inspiration. Well, he does that. He, well, listen, the speech stop. was a classic stop. Obama speech. It doesn't I thought stop. It, was it doesn't stop. A lot of. Gabby opened her eyes so I can tell yeah, you yeah, she okay. knows we are here. She knows we love her. And she knows that we are rooting for her through what is undoubtedly going to be a difficult journey. <sighs> we are there for her. Uh, it's just not true. I'm sorry. It, it, you know, I'm happy she's alive, etc. It's not true. Uh, there's. Tons of reports, and they had the styled pictures of her husband sitting there holding her hand. Oh, man, it's just like, could you make it any more obvious? This is not okay. I feel bad about what happened. I I feel horrible that people were killed who we don't care about, apparently, in the media. It's only about Gabby opening her eyes, not about the judge who was shot to death and a nine-year-old child shot to death. No one cares about them. No, we've got a hero story. Well, he milked the, the girl oh, a lot. Yeah, he should be ashamed of himself. Ashamed matter. of himself. That was shameful. Well, the whole lie. thing was very. Uh, I thought it was a. I thought it was a classic Obama uplifting style of sermon. Yes, and uh, it was. Uh, and and the only thing, of course, bothered. I thought it was. I to be honest about it, I thought it was as good as it, as he can do, and it was very. I thought it was very effective. I think his numbers will go up. But the thing that bothers me is this Mussolini move that he keeps doing, and it just bothers me to no end. Uh, he 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 gets to the crescent. By, and by the way, the speech went too long. He should have cut it off at two or three times earlier. He had big applause. It was a perfect time to end. He wouldn't do it. He went back into it. 
and in fact, it was getting tiresome when he did it the second time. But he will he will let the audience go on, and then he jerks his chin up. Oh yes, you're chin, right. Very you're much right. like Benito Mussolini used to do, and and he just ho- starts holding his chin. It moves up higher and higher, and pretty soon his chin is way up there, and he's glowing in the accolades. Uh, and it's just he must just get off on these on the speaking because it, it is he's definitely uh, the best we've seen for a long time. But this this Mussolini thing that bugs me. Yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right. You're right. It is. It he those moves are are right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, both uh, uh, Giffords and her husband, uh, members of Council on Foreign Relations, they met in China just to make it crazier. Um, I, I, why is he on the Council of Foreign? Why are they, either one of them on the Council of Foreign Relations? Yeah, well, it's a good question. Um, he was uh, married. Uh, he divorced. They met uh, and uh, got married pretty quickly. Um, just a kind of a weird coincidence. At the time, they were at the uh, uh, what is that? The National Commission on U.S.-China Relations. That's where they met in two thousand three. The uh, vice chair of the National Commissions on U.S.-China Relations was William Daly, now uh, chief of staff for Obama. It's, it's just like, it's like, wow, okay, they were they were definitely in the in the hood, but uh, just like crazy, man. Just the way this huh. the way this is being spun, uh, just it it this frightens me more than anything. It really does. And uh, and uh, something else happening because uh, you know, of course, uh, we need to, to identify. Uh, crazies so how can we identify crazies john how can we identify people who are nuts uh, well uh i don't know well you probably have some ideas yeah uh, i'd say through dna that would be a good idea good oh idea. yeah DNA. What, did that showed up in the news feed well not in direct relation but in even crazier there's we need we need more dna tools so so the, the, the word tools is a big one uh, in government, you know, we have tools to combat the financial crisis. And uh, in Florida, I think it's no, maybe it's Pennsylvania. Uh, I got it. Well, listen to the clip. We'll find out. Uh, they have a new tool for a DNA, which uh, I I connect to all these things. The police are about to use a new form of DNA technology to try and track down the so-called Kensington Strangler. The Strangler has been linked to the murders of three women by DNA, but his DNA has not been found in any local, state, or federal DNA databanks. I want to get right out. We have uh, state, local, and federal databanks for DNA. Did you know that? I didn't know we had local banks. I knew yeah. we had some federal banks. Yeah, we got banks. Dave Crownweiser Police Headquarters was very interesting here, Dave. This new technology allows police to track a possible suspect through his family member's DNA, right? No, oh, there you go. Track it through your family member's DNA. What, are we living in CSI Miami? Boy. Yeah. I mean, and it's from what I, from what I understand, the actual... Uh, the actual... Uh, of DNA is it's it's not all that simple. You know, people always No, it takes forever to do the tests, which of course is negated by the bull crap we're fed on television. And by the way, I want to mention that because I do have some television clips I want to get to later, but I'm going to just want to mention that we always have to remember that this crap that we're fed on these TV shows to indicate that they can do something when they can't, like get an instant DNA analysis from a water glass you know, within five minutes when the, most of these DNA labs are backed up for years. Tell me about the sexuality. It's in your DNA. Yeah. 
And uh, the other thing is just things like, you know, they try to, I think, I don't know how stupid they think the public is, but, you know, it's like, this, can you trace the call? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Can you trace the call? That's a good one. Trace the call. <laughs> when the call's uh, ID header is on the call instantly. <laughs> it's like caller ID, dude. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so so I think we're, we're bringing DNA into it, and, of course, um, it's it, the undercurrent, the undertone is uh, a new meme, incendiary device. This is another one you got to look out for, incendiary device. So um, um, amidst all of this, uh, Lucy Napolitano received an incendiary device in the mail, and uh, we keep getting incendiary. A box of matches. Yeah, that, that's an incendiary device. Thank, it is. Thank you very much. There's no actual details on what the, it could be a lighter. You know, it's an inc- a, yeah. yeah, it's an incendiary device, uh, and it, it's not necessarily. It's not like a box that's smoldering and exploding. Uh, you know, and it's, it, look at the definition of incendiary device, and that is an, an undercurrent and undertone, if you will. And I fear very much for um, speech. We oh ju- no, speech is headed out. There was it's a, gonna be uh, interesting to see the way they do it because what it does, of course, is our show. Not that anything's going to happen in the next year or two, mm-hmm. but our show will not be available uh, at some point in the future because essentially we're, in fact, they've already got some internet license, even though it could be some sort of a hoax floating around. Uh, their whole thing is, is, is we, it, you can see this coming a mile away. I'm, I'm really sad because I had a clip from the United Kingdom uh, where, some, where Al Hunt from Bloomberg Maybe I can, if I'm lucky, maybe I can, uh, I can find it online. Al Hunt from Bloomberg was on the BBC, and he was, t- oh, maybe I can get into my mail here. Hold on a second. I might, Al might. Hunt? Yeah, he's from Bloomberg. I have no idea who the, who the guy is. Uh, Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg's got a bunch of weirdos working there. And, uh, and he was on the BBC talking about, it was mainly about guns. And, uh, of course, the BBC, you know, the, in, the, in Gitmo Nation East, they're all like, you know, it's, you know, you hardly even talk about the fact that it's so easy to get guns. And this guy, he throws in every single meme you can imagine. I'm going to see if I can find it. I'm so sad because that was one of the clips that I really wanted to play today. Let me just, let me just, let me see. Google, don't let me down. BBC Al Hunt. Watch this. Uh, Al Hunt and U.S. Economic Outlook. Uh, okay, here it is. Maybe, yeah, Caddy K. Spoke to Al Hunt. We might get lucky, John. Hold on a second. Let's see if I can uh, if I can play this. This will freak you out. Every single meme you can imagine was in this. It was sent to me by uh, Robert, one of our producers from uh, Gitmo Nation East, and he and his family were blown away by uh, by the idiocy of this. Okay, hold on a second. I think we it'll be interesting to see if we can get it through the bandwidth, and of course we'll probably get a a, a pre roll. Yay! Wait, why is it not? Why am I not hearing anything? By the way, blown away may be an illegal term in the future. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I think. Uh, he, Mr. Curry has said blown away is, five times yes, on this so we, date. We need to talk to him. He's a fine to begin with, and he will be jailed Everywhere if he continues this practice. Part of the economy. Hold on. CSX. So I, I, I got a pre roll. Normally you don't have this. It's uh, funny. The CSX ad. That's full yeah. around. I had to talk about <laughs> The that. train ad is, is cool, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're laughing at us now, John. Here we go. Well, they've been laughing at us since the get go. Yeah. 
Let's see if we can get. Al Hunt. Every country, of course, has people with mental problems, but not every country gives those people such easy access to guns. Oh, John, did you know that every country has every country, every country has crazy people, but. You crazy Americans, they're in the colony. You, you give them guns, you nutters. It seems that that's almost outside the realms of possible discussion here. No. <laughs> well, it certainly is beyond the realm it would appear possible. He's the executive Washington editor of Bloomberg News, and he looks like a, a spook. <laughs> Al Hunt, Mike's brother. Here we go. Al Hunt. Uh, you're absolutely right. Other countries also <coughs> face violence, but no country faces gun violence the way uh, America does. And wh- whatever the causations... Really? Really? Uh, does yeah. that include Afghanistan? No, no, he actually... Oh, he actually mentions it. Wait, you got to listen to this clip. Everything's in there. In the realm, it would appear a possible solution. Uh, you're absolutely right. Other countries also face violence, but no country faces gun violence the way uh, America does. And wh- whatever the causations of this uh, deranged act in Tucson. Deranged. Here's one indisputable fact. A young man with a history of mental illness who was rejected by the United States Army because of drug use walked into... Oh, that's new. Did you... Now, so there's the leak Shep Smith was talking about. He was rejected because of drug use? Did you know that? Well, that might be the leak, yeah. That made, that's what we, if anyone listened to the last show, we had Shepard going off script and mentioning that there will be leaked why he was rejected, and we didn't know what it was, and that's probably it. That's the, but the, he probably went off script too. But this guy would know if he's a spook like you think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he would know. So, uh, so you know, so it'd be drug use. Okay. So we know he's now all this information. I mean, Al Hunt is very well connected to know all this stuff. A store and, and an over-the-counter purchase just easily put down 500 bucks and bought a Glock 19 semi-automatic gun with a uh, with, with a clip of 30 uh, uh, 30 bullets in it and was now that is that is uh, not true. So Glock 19 does not come with a stock 30 uh, mag clip. Um, in fact, you can put a big clip in there. I think I, it's funny enough the uh, the biggest clip you can get for a glock 19 is 33 <laughs> my favorite number oh there you go 33 wow. uh, bullets but then you know the thing is like it's like you know it's like it looks like a semi-automatic like a like a machine yeah, the gun thing sticking out a mile yeah it is, it, so I, I don't think that's true what he's spouting there but okay his point is made to go and commit carnage about a month later that was done so easily. There are very few places in the world where you could do that other than places like Afghanistan. It really is remarkable. There you go. Afghanistan. And yet, Al, it seems that you're considered, or one is considered, almost sort of politically naive for even raising this as an issue. Is that simply because it's uh, a given that this is never going to change? I mean, it almost seems like there's no discussion of it when these events happen. <laughs> there's no discussion. Well, what do you think That's I'm here bull for? crap. What do you think I'm here for, honey? I'm, I'm here to propagate the message. <laughs> No discussion. Well, what what one discovers in American politics is that seventy or eighty percent of the people would like to clamp down on. The- oh, seventy or eighty percent of the people, John. He's got all the statistics oh, really? in his pocket. Yes, yeah, they would like to clamp oh, down. Seventy. So, in other words, our friend is is in England saying that seventy to eighty. Didn't he say seventy to eighty? He said seventy to eighty. Yeah, percent of the American public. We we don't we want we to get want rid guns. of guns. Yeah, we want, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Kind of activity. I mean, I can without even seeing a survey, I can guarantee you that. <laughs>
Without, wait a minute. Did he say what I thought he said? Yeah, let me just replay that because it's worth it. 70 or 80% of the people would like to clamp down on this kind of activity. I mean, I can, without even seeing a survey, I can guarantee you of that. Two things, however. The 20% that disagree, that's the only issue they care about. They're passionate. The 70%, they have 17. And those 20, they need to be on meds, damn it. We're so wait a minute. So what he said, so 20% of the people that disagree with the 80% of the people that want to get rid of the nation of guns, uh, those 20% are all nutballs. Yes. You're complete. And there's nobody in between. The numbers are solid because he doesn't have to look at a survey. No, he doesn't have to look at a survey. He's Al Hunt, for so Christ's sake. Like he's not only a journalist, he is the, the editor-in-chief or the Washington bureau chief. What is he? What's his title? Exec- he's like the head honcho. Executive editor of the Washington Post. Of the Washington Post. Wait, no, wait, no, I'm, wait a minute. Wait, let me just say. That was Bloomberg. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You're right. Bloomberg. Executive editor, Washington, Bloomberg. I, I'd have okay, to. So I'd, he's I'd got have the to... political gig. He's got the political gig. Yeah, but so Bloomberg, that's a high position. Yeah, it's a real position. And the guy looks, uh, you know, he has the stature and he has the blue polka dotted tie with the uh, white uh, striped shirt underneath. So, you know, he's official. He's an official. Yeah. He's got his uniform well, on. This is not a bow tie. We can give him that. Oh, no, no. Thank God. 20% that disagree, that's the only issue they care about. They're passionate. The 70%, they have 17 other things they're interested in. And the other thing is that the National Rifle Association is one of the most powerful lobbyists in Washington. And every time you begin to do something and say, hey, we ought to cut back on uh, assault weapons. You don't need assault weapons to hunt deer or to protect yourself. <coughs> they use the camel. Yeah, you do. To protect yourself, yes, you need an assault weapon. Apparently, you do. Yeah, that's bullcrap. I mean, if, if uh. well, you know, that reminds know. me. I, I don't want to give this story. I don't want to go into great detail, but uh, uh, Henry Clay's brother in Kentucky, Cassius Clay, he had a big house, and he used to have a cannon in front of his place because he was an anti. He was an abolitionist in an anti-abolitionist area, and every once in a while, they try to come in and get him. To, I guess to beat him up or whatever. I'm not absolutely sure, but he had to fire the cannon a number of times at mobs yeah. that surrounded his house, and the cannon was legal. <laughs> yeah, to let him I know mean, what's I, up. <laughs> so you put a cannon out there, and people leave you alone. Yeah, it it works. But now, oh my God, you can't even have a gun, a, a rapid fire pistol. I mean, you had let alone a cannon. Let's listen to more of uh, Al Hunt. He's my favorite new guy, actually. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's funnier than, uh, than any comedian I've seen recently. Argument. The minute you do that, you're going to threaten legitimate gun rights. It, complicated by the Supreme Court decision last year that makes it harder for localities to crack down uh, on gun possession. And is it, is it about guns or is it about government or the kind of nexus of the two, Al? Because, you know, a- Americans regulate other things. You regulate teenagers' access to alcohol uh, more stringently than most European countries. Yeah, it's part of the culture, uh, the Wild West, uh, certainly the... <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's executive Washington editor Bloomberg News. I just threw up the lower third again. It's part okay, of our Wild West. Be- <laughs> yeah. Before I continue that clip, I want to just say something. I want to just throw this in so people have this in the back of their mind as they listen to this guy. 80%, he says, of the public, 70 to 80, uh, want to do away with the whole gun situation, which is very doable, by the way. All you have to do with that kind of majority, you have 80, 70 to 80 percent of the public. It should be a no brainer to change the Constitution, put a constitutional amendment up for grabs, put it up there and take away the right to bear arms segment of the of the Bill of Rights. Just get rid of it. 
Yeah. Because you, you got that many people, the whole, apparently the entire United States, with the exception of 20% of the nutballs out there, <laughs> want to get rid of guns. Put yourself a little group together, put up a constitutional amendment, and pass it. It should be a no-brainer with those numbers. No, he explains why you can't do that, because the NRA is a very powerful lobby in Washington, and it just can't get past them at all. It's incredible. That's bogus. Let's listen to more. Al, let's listen to my new comedian hero, Al. In urban areas are quite different than they are in, in, in rural or southern or western uh, communities where guns are part of the culture, their way of life, and in 99 plus percent, that is totally legitimate and people use them for hunting and sometimes to protect themselves. Though that's really rare. Uh, that's that's rare. really rare. I love the statistics. This, this is this he guy. just throws stuff out of his ass. Yeah. He's a, I mean, was there like a. A, a casting calls like we just need some douchebag to come on and sp- and this is the BBC news. This is the, this is real news. Unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, guns really are part of the fabric, uh, and those people have a difficulty uh, have difficulty understanding why people who don't consider guns part of their culture want to crack down on things. Oh, like- we, these people have a difficulty understanding because they're they're feeble. The the, dummies, the, dummies. Yeah, the twenty percent have don't understand why. No, people the twenty percent are just a bunch of dopes, just dumb yeah, and hicks. Hicks, hicks. Nineteens, and there really is. It's been almost impossible <coughs> to have a civil discourse in that issue. Oh, it's impossible to have a civil discourse. This, this is on the BBC now. This is going to be on US TV tomorrow. You watch. This is this is the stuff that's going to happen. You think that's yeah, you're right. They, 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 well, you knew it was going to happen. Let's just. It's almost done. I, 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 and by the way, she's yeah. she's annoying. She's highly annoyed. Very. Oh, my God. Civil discourse in that issue. Uh, do you think that's likely to change at all in the wake of the Arizona shooting? I know that at the moment we're in a position where the Supreme Court may start um, relaxing gun control laws even further. This doesn't ring true to me. I thought exactly the opposite was happening. What does she say? I, I just play it again. She, well, she says that the, you know, now where the Supreme Court is about to relax rules. But, uh, w- w- where? In the United States. They already did their thing about guns. Well, listen to what she says. It's interesting. The Supreme Court may start um, relaxing gun control laws even further. Is that true? Why? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, is there a case up there that they're going to take on and do that? They, they, what does she think? The Supreme Court's just up there out of the blue doing things? They're, it's all based on, on on law cases that come up to them for them to judge. Well, it's she, not like they're sitting there saying, I think we should relax the laws even further just out of the blue. Well, she actually, oh, crap. She actually says that they're about to do that. This is on How the she, books. Where's, what, what, with what? I is don't there know. a case I don't, the Supreme Court? I, well, listen to the, the way she says it. The way she says it, it sounds like it. Oh, my God, I want to slap her. She's, she's annoying. At all, in the wake of the Arizona shooting, I know that at the moment we're in a position where the Supreme Court... At the moment, we're in a position where the Supreme Court... May start uh, relaxing gun control laws even further. You know, that just doesn't sound true. I don't know anything about this. I'm looking at all the news items for the last week that have to do with the Supreme Court and gun laws, and I'm still not seeing I don't see anything. So uh, that's, that's well, it's certainly uh, shoddy reporting to, uh, at best. Shoddy? <laughs> I mean, what else am I going to say? I mean, but this is the BBC. If, there's a, if there, you look up shoddy in the Webster's, there's a picture of this woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, my gosh. 
She could actually be Jimmy Wales' girlfriend. She'd be perfect for him. And she's got a downturn mouth and grouchy. Oh, right. a downturn. Right, hold on. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's just uh, let's finish it up. We've got uh, 20 seconds left. Well, history would suggest that we make you know a, 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 a slight bit of change, and then it's usually rolled back. There was an assault weapon ban put into effect during the Clinton uh, administration. It expired in 2004 and has not been extended. So, is that true? Uh, it could be. I, I thought that uh, they were still uh, banned. I, I didn't know. I, I thought you can't. Uh... No, I think there was. I think there there are certain assault weapons you couldn't get. You can get again. Oh, okay. Doesn't exist today. Uh, so, uh, if history is any guide, and particularly given the political composition of this Congress, uh, I think it's doubtful that much will happen. Okay, Al Hunt from Bloomberg News joining us from New York. Thank you very much, Al. So, Thank what did guys. he say? What was that snide remark he made about Congress? Oh, the 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 makeup of Congress now because it's a uh, majority. What is this guy a raving Democrat? I guess. I guess. Wow. So uh, that was the worst thing ever. Yeah, the clip of the week, eh? <laughs> That's getting there. Yeah. No, I was just I was blown away by that. I'm like, oh my goodness. I, so I'm looking at something uh, Eric DeShill sent me, which is apparently Supreme Court strikes down DC gun ban. That's not even new. That's from June of 2008. Right. See, if she's referring to that, then it's pretty ridiculous. I uh, yeah. I would. Uh, we're about halfway through, John, and I uh, did not give out my uh, PR associate mentions, which I'd like to do before we go into thanking some people for supporting this show. Sounds good. Uh, so first of all, we have uh, Mark Spirek, I think, Spirek, Spirek, uh, who created ITM.IM. It's an in-the-morning URL shortener. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I assume I don't know, but you can tell me. But I I did get that note. Is he is he going to be able to give us stats on what people are sending around? Well, um, I don't think it's in there right now. But uh, if he doesn't, then uh, it is destined to fail because you have to be able to get your stats. Uh, so right. I so I he says inspired by Curry's by Curry's Cloud dot com. I create a URL shortener for Gitmo Nation. Itm dot im. Um, and uh, he already has a couple uh, set up, itm.am slash na for the No Agenda show, PNA, Pocket No Agenda app, etc. Uh, and coming soon, every episode of No Agenda, easily accessible through itm.am-na, uh, and then the episode number. And uh, Mark, I think you should uh, open it up for people to get stats, and I think you'd get a lot of uptake, and that's great. I, I just like the whole idea. I think it's cool that he got itm.im. Although it would have been even better if he got itm.na. I have no idea what country na is. Nigeria, something, something North like Africa. North Africa. Africa. There's no country. But I like that. North that was Africa, good. I uh, want to thank uh, MS Small Biz uh, for our brand new URL, mavericksofmedia.com, which, uh, which was registered before our show on Sunday was even over. <laughs> yeah, good. I like that. Yeah, and and it points Quick to draw uh, yeah, McGraw, and it points to uh, noagendashow dot com. Uh, and I had some <laughs> more information on uh, MS Small Biz, um, which I is in my email, which I can't get to. So I'll uh, save that for Sunday. But I just want to let you know that mavericksofmedia.com, dot com, which I think should be our um, our new mantra. Uh, we I are like the, it. I we think are we the, are the mavericks. We are the of mavericks media. of media. It makes a lot, even Mickey went. Hey, her her, her ears perked up she went hey 
Mavericks. Well, as soon as I heard it the first time, you mentioned it earlier before we did the show. I, I just said that's a winner. Yeah, that's you know, it's, unfortunately, you know, and I, I got to get. Hopefully, the guy's still listening, or I, I can go dig it up. But we do have a who should get some sort of credit for this. We had a, a, a one of our early producers a couple of years ago uh, who came up with the crackpot and buzzkill, right? And that came in from the public. Most of what we do is from is really public. It's stuff that the public has done, or, or we get tips from the public. We get good buzzwords from the public. We've got a great uh, uh, group of artists. We always, we, by the way, it was Randy Asher who oh we forgot. Oh my gosh, to. Sir Randy Asher! How stupid are we? Yeah, we forgot oh, to thank him for the great art that he uh, used to do. And hint, <laughs> hint, hint, Randy, hint, hint. Well, it's really <laughs> hint, hard. Hint. You know, what's really hard is you you get like, uh, and we go through this all the time. So right after the. Uh, you know, right after the show, then we're looking at uh, noagendaartgenerator.info, looking for stuff that's uploaded. And sometimes it's very hard. You know, you get like a, a couple really good pieces, and in, and we have to choose one, and then people get discouraged. And, you know, so always be looking at noagendaartgenerator.info, and you can always propagate that message and 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 link to other uh, great art that is made available. Uh, but But, yeah, I think the art is extremely important. Um, and uh, and it really helps. Also, um, uh, another thing that's being done uh, by Rhino the Bearded is this No Agenda Shots, uh, noagendashots.com. And, uh, clips. Yeah, it's clips it's, of our clips, clips of us. Clips of us, and he's got like 80 of them already done, 80, and he's done, some of them are done in video, and I do want to mention, because he's in school, and um, he has a Kickstarter project, because uh, you know it takes a lot of time. He does two of these. Oh, thank you, darling. Two of these a week, and he wants to do two. He wants to continue doing two a week and one on one on video. Are you still there? Yeah, no, I'm just. I had to make a note for that. Was oh. darling number fourteen? I don't know what you're angling for today, but I hope it works out for you. What are you talking about? No, this, you've, you've used the word darling, uh, referring to Mickey oh, fourteen well, she is, times she so far. She is my darling. She is. Yeah, she's well, my 15, darling. She's my darling. 16, she's my darling. Seventeen. Um, so anyway, so uh, he goes to school and um, he has to choose between a part-time job to pay for his uh, education or doing the No Agenda clips. And uh, and as part of our open source vibe, I'd like you to go to his Kickstarter project, uh, Value for Value School Project. He is asking for people to pledge money for his school tuition so he can continue to do the No Agenda shots, which I find to be incredibly valuable we have them running on the stream. People love them. It's a great way to. It's better than a than a primer show, I think, because you get these little bits, and it's great to hear the older ones. Because like, oh my god, you know that came true. You know, <laughs> what we were talking. Yeah, no, about. it takes a lot of work to listen to all these old shows and take clips from them. Well, not just, I can't even I mean, do it. I mean, even even one show, and he pulls clips all the time. So please, uh, and I'm going to put uh, uh, some of this week's um, donation money uh, that uh, that uh, that came in. I'm going to put it into his. Uh, his Kickstarter project. Um, it's not cheap, this tuition, uh, but if we can uh, make it work and he has the project last until March, uh, then he will continue to do the no agenda shots. So please consider helping him out. He's a great guy. He also does a show on the stream when it's running. And uh, then finally, I have uh, uh, Donation Dude who has uh, been running uh, Google Ads for us, 286,000 views, sending uh, a percentage of that to No Agenda's donation page. 
And uh, I want to thank him for that. So his PR mention is yourdonation.com. He's got a little thing running there. And these are all people who do independent projects uh, that benefit the show. And it's the model that we've chosen. And every single day, I thank my lucky stars. We've we've chosen this path of poverty because it is well worth eating the 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 bread instead of the cake. Because I I sleep well. You don't apparently. You have like lucid dreams of floating. But I sleep well, knowing that we don't have any agenda to adhere to. We don't have to kowtow to any commercial interest. We don't have to break for commercials. Can you just imagine the the crap that would happen if there was like a big promotion for, uh, let's say, a car company, and uh, and it had to happen today, and we couldn't do it, or you know, whatever. You know how many make goods you have to go through to fix oh, that? and nightmare. And you got to talk to the client, and the client will be like, well, can't you just get a reliable connection? You need, like, a couple backup connections. It's like, yeah, thank you, douchebag advertiser. You know, it's just horrible. And and now we've got exactly the opposite, where we've got people listening to worse than an AM quality stream um, and and helping in every possible way. i got people who you know, are ready to pick me up and drive me to their home. To do the show, I mean it's great, and Never I love to it. To return, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a different problem. <laughs> It'll only be one show, but <laughs> but they will take me to their house to do the show. Exactly. So, who can we thank for uh, helping out? Well, today? we got a lot of people to thank. We got eleven people who got in on the one hundred eleven dollars uh, eleven cents on the lucky exactly show. on one eleven eleven. Perfect. I wish we so had, had a show. A bunch on of a, lucky guys. Yeah, that was great. But let's start with uh, Terry Heyman from Baytown, Texas. Who actually gave us one forty four eleven, but credits the eleven 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 because he has an extra thirty three dollars to help a little bit toward the coin costs. He says we covered. He says it's too bad it was a mess. Kudos to the shill Eric for his hard work on getting it sorted out, and to both of you for doing the right thing, which uh, which is thank we we appreciate that uh, commentary. He wants to get a knighthood this year. He probably will. John Snyder, Chicago, Illinois, eleven eleven eleven, requesting an in the morning. To all bakers in the kitchens when we do the thing. <laughs> in the that? morning. All bakers in the kitchens. Yeah, we need so to add that So he wants that, that I think, at the beginning of the show because he's apparently it. a baker. I'm going to add that. You know, bakers uh, do work in the morning. Oh, they work it way too early. It's amazing that they that uh, bakers, and the, I mean, this is all over the world. The, the bread bakers of the world, they get up at 4 or 3 or oh, whatever. 3.30, they, yeah. I've, it's I've, the I've worst of the bakery. Today Show gig. Yeah, I've worked in a bakery uh, as, a, as, a young, as a young lad. And, uh, yeah, it's tiring. But, boy, is that bread, does that smell good in the morning? Yeah, I bet it does. Oh. In fact, it does. I've yeah. actually gotten up in the morning once in a while. John Kilborn, Houston, Texas, uh, figured a 5 by one donation had to come the actual day. No. Uh, as always, great show. Thanks for all the hard work. Uh, also wants to uh, send regards to... Oh, he is a Black Knight, I forgot. He's a Black Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable, a stream founding executive producer, etc. So it's Sir John Kilburn. Uh, A.J. Tessier, Normal, Illinois. And his next-door neighbor, Ab Normal. Uh, I <laughs> wish the, my best to my brother returning to school next week and can use a little more karma in 2011. Well, well let, uh, let me help you with that. Uh, uh, hold on a second. This is uh, not working well for me today. There we go. You've got karma. Sorry for the delay. 
but better. David Rosa, Clarkston, Michigan, uh, doing his part to help us stay stay on the air. Diana Maroney, Cambridge, Ontario, another five by one. Uh, one of those people who never checked to see if PayPal had bounced me. It did. Ah. I have restarted a monthly subscription and add this amount to in penance and hope you will undouche me. Oh, I'd be happy to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> You've been de-douched. Christopher, you know, she wasn't really douched in the first place to be de-douched, but that's okay. Yeah. Christopher, now she's minus two. I mean, she's plus one, so she can be a douche. She's, up, she's up one. Yep, she's up one. She's up one. Yeah, Christopher Trotman in, in what? Oh, brother. W-A-I-T-A-K-E-R-E. Wattakeri, Auckland, New Zealand? Not sure. Uh, make up to he helps us out wants to help us out in 10, 10, 10 coins Ed Chavez New York, New York uh, let me scroll down here Taylor Stewart Calabasas, California 5 by 1 left some more karma for his for his Taylor could be a, a guy or a woman but his fiance is Meredith of course that doesn't well Anyway, he's in California, so who knows? But we're assuming it's a guy. For his fiance Meredith, she needs some karma because uh, her battle with the LAPD is going well. Oh. And so he figured a one on one donation might oh, carry some extra. Well, karma. extra karma there. That'll always help. You've got karma. Always, always nice. A little extra karma. Stephen Lowe, Birmingham, West Midlands, UK. Eric rules my coins. Uh, Eric rules. Eric rules. My <laughs> coins are right. You got a, my, Eric rules, dude. Yeah, rules. And he's in he's in England. <laughs> Eric rules. Eric my <laughs> handle is Muller nine nine nine, and I know you guys went the extra mile to uh, have some cash blah. And he's going to send some blankets. Thank you very much. He needs a de-douching, He says. Uh, I don't mind the blankets either. <laughs> no, You've been de-douched. If anybody's traveling around the world, when you're in Peru, make sure to pick up a lot of blankets there because that's the best blankets in the world. Ray uh, Jacobson, Ashland, Virginia, five by one. He wants to suggest all slaves watch the movie Food Inc. I've seen it. it's quite good. Yeah, available to watch instantly on. Netflix to go on uh, foodincmovie.com. Check it out. Movie illustrates everything John and Adam have been saying all along. Um, anything else in this note? I'm talking about Soylent Green a little bit. <laughs> he, he loves my perspective. I guess that's important. Uh, <laughs> Ivo, it's like, you know, he's butt ugly, but I love his perspective. Ivo Welton, <laughs> Arnhem, Netherlands, Holland. Uh, Arnhem, the bridge too far. <laughs> Is that right? Arnhem? You know, that's the, from the movie The Bridge Too Far, Arnhem. Uh, X, uh, 5X, uh, or 5 times 1. After listening for quite some episode, I deserve some good de-douching. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You've been de-douched. And he also wouldn't mind getting a little uh, karma for his girlfriend. You've got karma. He doesn't mention her name. Anonymous uh, Does donation. He d- did he mention her name or not? No, I don't see it. Oh. <laughs> anonymous donation of $100 from Anonymous. <laughs> yes. From Gitmo Nation Three Legs. Don't sure where his partner and him. Gitmo Nation uh, Three Legs. Hmm. We'll have to figure that out while yeah. we're, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Val Communications. It could be the Valley. So from San Fernando Valley, that would make sense if you think about it. Val Communications. Uh, finally got his challenge coins to Happy Camper out of uh, Toronto, $100. Daniel Finn at Newport, South uh, South Australia. I guess it's not flooded there. Uh, 
surname spoken as in Dolphin, Daniel Finn, Finn Dolphin. Oh. Adelaide, he's in Adelaide, 777 to celebrate the fantastic release of Drupal version 7. Okay. <laughs> Wish all the slaves of Queensland the best getting through the floods. Can John refrain from doing an Australian accent impersonation? Didn't I just do that? Hey, uh, by, Samantha- by, by, by the way, I, I just want to send a little bit of extra karma to get Monation down under for a second. Oh. Because, man, that is some messed up you shit down there. Karma. You guys, uh, you need some massive karma. This is bad, John. I mean, this is like, and it's it's really. Hmm. Apparently, something similar happened in seventy two or seventy four, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it makes you why why can't they re-engineer the area? I mean, why is Brisbane of all places like, completely drenched? I mean, they're completely underwater. All the cars are, you know, the the water's up over the top. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's I mean, it's. it's well, not just ridiculous. Right. Not just ridiculous. It's it's really it's disconcerting. It's it's uh it's bad, man. It's really yeah, really it's sending bad. up uh, all kinds of prices of commodities too. San- Samantha Costa, Stockton, California, seventy five dollars. Another new donor. Uh, it's in honor of her husband Joe introduced me to the show and is a dollar an hour donor. He, by the way, we have that offer there. You should check it. It out it's a dollar an hour for a show i think it's well worth it he volunteers to do the dishes now because he prefers to be doing something while listening to the show this is a productive show yes he runs a podcast that you and your listeners might find entertaining called the ozone nightmare thanks for all your hard work in creating uh, my own very own dish slave oh all, we, all women need a dish we slave. we wouldn't mind uh, having the recipe daniel armstrong apo uh, arab emirates i guess or AE, or I don't know what AE stands for in this regard. He's in Houston. Uh, and he wants to say, oh, Jason Y. in Houston, you are a douchebag, donut head. <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> sure donut head? I guess he's a donut lover. Okay. Uh, anonymous donation of sixty nine sixty nine. Uh, he's C-Mike in Kansas City. You can say we can say that name. He objects to the one percenters meme and instead proposes the creation of a help John and Adam get it up campaign. <laughs> with no, I think donations we, in the amount of sixty nine sixty nine. I think we can combine the two. The one percenters need to help us get it up. Kevin Alcock, Christchurch, New Zealand, sixty six sixty six. He wants to thank Eric. Uh, a lot of love going to Eric today. Bryden Quirk, who's probably not listening at this point. Bryden Quirk, Perth. Oh, I want to go to Perth. 6666. Uh, quick shout out to his fellow Wheels on the Road commuters, which is what our show appeals to mostly. I've received my original challenge coin and want to make good on your out of pocket expenses. Um, also, once you just get Monation underwater, starting to get a tad rough over there. Yeah. Vivian Hingsburg, Burlington, Ontario. Uh, Double nickels on the dime. It's a guilt donation for Christmas. My husband and I gave our two-year-old son a massive train set. He's obsessed with it. <laughs> That's funny. He does not play with any other toys. That I is, realized that. It, that is so wrong. What are you doing? <laughs> Don't do that. I had a train set when I was a kid. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's bad. Not in this world. Not anymore. It's not no. good. FJC Magazine, Colorado Springs. Double nickels on the dime. We want to send a small donation. Let you know he loves what we're doing. I uh, hope with a little karma in 2011, we can yeah, give him some. Absolutely. You've got karma. These are a couple magazines. Go to FJC Magazine. Look it up on Google. He's got a Toyota Truck Magazine, a Toyota F- a Cruise Truck Magazine, and a Tacoma Magazine, uh, TacomaMag.com, and FJC-Mag.com. 
of Podcast for Peace, uh, one of our regulars. Um, yeah. Still looking for work and need a karma boost, sir. Laugh. P.S. Can we put Podcast for Peace on the stream? That's Adam's decision. A couple $50. If we could stream. Yeah, it would help. George Scanlon and Ulrich Hansen, uh, 1% are contributing to the impending Carmageddon. Now, I I know this is a little long, but I'm going to have to stop uh, or burden you with some more. We got some checks in the mail, which I kind of do all at once. Oh, can we put that in the opening? Ships at sea, boots on the ground, checks in the mail? Yeah, checks in the mail. I like <laughs> checks in the and mail. bakers in the oven. Yeah, I got that one. Checks in the mail <laughs> and bakers in the in the oven. I have in the kitchen. The kitchen. I'm sorry. Uh, oven's uh, they funny. Shouldn't be in the oven for sure. <laughs> uh, Minuteman <laughs> Greg Wilcox, y- your money did show up. 106 dollars and ninety cents. Thank you, Minuteman. And so uh, John Montoya, fifty dollars from Phoenix. Oh no, I'm sorry. Greg Wilcox is another fifty dollars from Greg. From Finney's in Phoenix and John Montoya in Bakersfield. Wilcox will be a night shortly if he's not already. Uh, we did mention Dave Hoffman. Um, we have Lan, Lane Rao, $50, and he's in uh, Kenai. It says AK, but he's got a picture of him in a beach in Hawaii. Oh, no, no, this is Alaska. Yeah, there's the mountains in the it back. It is of Alaska, yeah. Okay. $62 from Rich S., uh, he says I can't pronounce his name, so he's not going to even tell me what it is. Longtime listener, and he's finally been moved to donate handwritten note. Thank you very much. Uh, $111.11, one more from Jerry Wingenroth, and he's got a birthday. He's got a birthday call out uh, on January 12th, and his wife's birthday is on January 11th. Weird that two people with the same sign would be married, but Laura gets a birthday call out, and so does Jerry. Oh, and I'm so sorry. I don't have all the notes complete, so I can't do the full-on uh, birthday jingle. Unless you, unless you want to do it, John? You wanna, do you want to handle I, I it? Don't, I don't have it either. Yeah, I, have I, the, I, have the, I have the jingle. It's your birthday birthday on no agenda. Go ahead, John. Roll it. This is a birthday call out for Jerry Wingenroth. Uh, I don't have a city, so it doesn't do a lot of good there. But he's had his birthday's on the twelfth, and his wife, the lovely wife, he puts it, and she probably is a beauty. Laura, who has had her birthday on January eleventh. Happy birthday to you both. It's your birthday, yeah. Hey, that worked pretty good. Yeah, it's better than you know why. It's because we're professionals, John, and even if we're as stuck in the woods with nothing but a compass and a rubber knife, we still know how to bring it home. So that's a, that's our, our producers for this show. It was a little long because yeah. of the, the nope. checks in the mail and the one 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 day, which uh, came and went. And we do have another one coming up, of course, eleven eleven eleven, which is going to be big. And we want to get people to go to the uh, No Agenda donation page at dvorak.org slash na, channel dvorak.org slash na, or the No Agenda Show dot com, and click on the donation links and help us for the next upcoming Sunday show. Uh, and I somebody sent a note, and I want to just finish with this uh about uh, why do you get executive who gets executive producer i send in some money i didn't i was an associate executive i want to be an executive i'm going to tell you what the rule is for this because i think it got confusing over time uh 
Yes. Essentially, it, and it says so on the, if you read the donation page at Dvorak.org slash NA, you will see this carefully written out. The person who gives the most uh, for that specific show is usually the executive producer. We may kind of made it a short-term policy because of our 333.33 donation, which if you do it three times, you throw in the extra penny. We gave them a comp executive producer uh, um Credit. So essentially, the person who sends in the most money gets executive producer, and everybody else is an associate. Unless you're at three 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 dot three three or more, then you will all all those people will get executive producer credits, and that's essentially the rule. So you can get executive producer with a two hundred and ten dollar donation, or you can get one, or you might just get associate, depending. As I know it's complicated. It's very simple to us, and I know it shouldn't be as confusing as it is. But but let me give you one tip. When we have a lot of people donating. Like we had a lot of one 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 ones today, and uh, the next show usually goes a little low. Right, that's unfortunately, that's when you want to get a in. Problem. Right, that's the time if you want to put in a low bid to get the executive producer at a you know a that's good the time deal. Yeah. If you're looking for a deal, <laughs> hey, I got a bargain for you. If you're looking for a deal, so please go to dvorak.org/na or uh, um, channeldvorak.com/na and help us. It really does help a now, lot, and now, we appreciate everybody. Do we not have to knight Dave Hoffman because he had a check come in? Well, yeah, well, this will be as I guess. Yeah, he needs another knighthood. This will be he'll be a eleven, eleven, eleven knight on top of his. He's already a knight. So do we? But, I, but do we want to re- knight him again? Do we want or? to re- re-knight him? Yeah, let's give him another uh, another group. Hold on a second. Do you have your uh, Do you have your blade? Oh, hold on. Wait. Ooh, that's there very nice. Uh, Dave Hoffman, November 3, Papa Romeo Oscar. Step forward, please. Sir Dave, as we already know you, uh, we, we just don't know what to say because you have contributed to so many projects uh, of the No Agenda show. Uh, right down to a daily source code Kickstarter project support. That's fantastic. We really appreciate it. Without people like you and even the people who do $5 a month. But really, Sir Dave, we'd like to give you yet another 1111 knighthood. And uh, a special little balloon attached to your chair at the No Agenda Night Round Table. And, An aluminum uh, balloon. Aluminium, as it were. And uh, again, thanks to everybody who's in at lower levels that don't get mentioned. Uh, many of you do it on purpose because you want to remain super anonymous. Uh, the $5 a month, uh, really, uh, no, no matter what you donate on what, any given show, if you can sign up for $5 a month, that's really what is going to give us longevity. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's getting there. Uh, I think another two years and we could, uh, we could get by, maybe three years we could get by on the $5 a month. Although, unfortunately, of course, uh, yeah, they have, keep pulling. They them. keep pulling them out. Yeah, like one of our producers pointed out, she looked up, looked it up, and it was she was. They pulled the plug on her for unknown reasons. Now, but they'll, they'll pull the plug at the drop of a hat. Now, the extra extra super karma is, of course, for the uh, the special numbers like our uh, lucky thirty, but our thirty three dollar uh, mothership uh, boarding pass, uh, which, of course, as we said on Sunday, was uh, hovering above uh, Peru for half an hour. She's on her way. Uh, that is a great way to support us. Uh, and the magic numbers uh, do have magical power. I think they were just there to buy blankets. I have, <laughs> I have proof. Uh, more magic numbers. People are tracking them now, and I think it's worth putting it in the show notes. Um, a link to the complete history of violent rhetoric in Glenn Beck's 33 years of broadcasting. Uh, we have Clash. What? Yes, 33 years of broadcasting. He, that's his little message. <laughs> 
He's been broadcasting for 33 years, apparently. That's unique. Yeah. Um, of course, we, uh, you know, in the Clooney Consellet uh, department, as the referendum is taking place now in uh, Sudan, uh, Darfur, I should say, uh, for, you know, to see if uh, they should separate uh, the, uh, and become an independent state. That will last through Saturday. So Sunday, I should have some news. I can already tell you what the news is. The news is. Well, we've got to we got to bring in a special panel to count. Uh, they're not even going to get to the count, by the way. What they're going to do is uh, they're going to say that not enough people showed up. Although it looks like sixty percent of the population is about three million people. Sixty uh, percent uh, have showed up to vote, and then that is a valid referendum. Anyway, um, number of people killed during skirmishes, John. I bet there's a three involved. Yeah, thirty-three. Thirty-three people killed. Little message there from the New World Order to all you slaves. And this is my favorite. This is my my favorite, favorite, favorite message to all slaves of Gitmo Nation. Price of diesel edges up for sixth week to three point three 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 per gallon. <laughs> They're just mocking us. <laughs> just putting it right in our face. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's screw with Curry and Dvorak. Let's make it. I mean, not three dollars and thirty three cents, but literally, they've got the fraction in there. Three point three three three. Third is definitely a third. Crazy. Now, um, one more quick PR mention um, because he's becoming quite a celebrity, uh, all of his own, and hopefully today or tomorrow the uh, no agenda. Are you were you back with me now, John? Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hello, uh, hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. You're such a dick. You go like, I lost you, I lost you. And then I say, can you hear me? And you go, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. You, yeah. always, you always do that. It's it's annoying. <laughs> I'm just well, saying. I couldn't hear you for a minute. Now I can hear you no, fine. I understand. But then when I say, but if you're going to ask me, can you hear me? And I hear you. Yeah. But, yeah, I but, can hear but you. The, 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 the intonation of your voice is like, yeah, like you stupid idiot. Of course I can oh, hear it's you. Like, you know, it's like the Sinatra joke. Uh, the guy goes. The guy's in a restaurant, and he said, and he he, he wants to impress his girlfriend, and so he, he goes up to Frank Sinatra, and he, he says, "Hey, Frank," and he knows him. He says, "Frank, can you come uh, when you come in the restaurant? Go, come up to me like I'm important or something." And uh, and so she'll uh, impress my girlfriend, and uh, so he says, "Oh, okay, whatever." So he kept, so Sinatra comes in, and says, "Hey, Bill, I haven't seen you for a long time," and, and Bill looks up and says, "Hey, Frank, Frank, I'm I'm busy right now. Can you can you uh, <laughs> right right." That's a, that's a good one. I like it. So anyway, he's become quite a celebrity uh, in his own right, and he has his own uh, promo. And uh, I do want to, pro- even though the stream is all messed up, but uh, we have a backup stream running after the show. And hopefully when Time Warner Cable gets their crap together, and we're, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best here. But anyway, uh, this NoAgendaStream.com is really rocking, people. It is open source radio. The human resources of Gitmo Nation program it. Um, you're putting the music together. We've got people doing shows. I mean, it's really turning into something extremely cool. And I'm very, very proud of all the work that everybody's doing. And um, our newsreader, Doug, is uh, becoming quite the celebrity, John. Uh, every hour. Uh, oh, Doug. Doug yeah, the Blackbird. Doug, yeah. And uh, he has his own promo, which I'd like to play for you uh, right now. Only one news reporter gets you through the tyranny. Get Mo Nation news headlines direct from the Ministry of Truth. Doug. 
on No Agenda Street. We don't understand why this happened. You may not know what he's saying, but you know it's the truth. Meteor apparently hits Oklahoma. Reported as flash of light in sky. 16 killed. And on Doug for news. Three earthquakes at traffic. Central China. Traffic accident. And weather together on the three. Snowing. Plus the latest school closings and emergency weather information. Snow emergency declared in Boston. Tune in to Doug. Missile from Israel. Tune in to Gitmo Nation News on NoAgendaStream.com. I like news and weather on the threes. I love the threes. <laughs> yeah, the, you may not understand what he's saying, but you know it's the truth. <laughs> Marcus yeah, Couch. Who's Mark, Mark, that together? Marcus Couch. He's a genius. Uh, also, he, he's doing the earthquake machine on, I think, Mondays and Fridays. Uh, 10 o'clock uh, West Coast time. So anyway, so uh, we're working really hard on making it all work. And it's really cool because you use your Dropbox and you just throw some stuff in there and then it automatically makes a show out of it. So, uh, But it'll take a little while and it will take uh, like a connection uh, for it all to work, but we're working on it and uh, you can tell there's some momentum. Now, as Doug, like Doug. Yeah, as Doug just mentioned, there was this meteor in Oklahoma. Uh, which of course uh, immediately was like, oh no, you know, flash of light. Oh, there's nothing, nothing going on. Nothing happening. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, this is, it's not true. There's no meteor. Nothing going on. Well, we have producer John Little, uh, who, by the way, is uh, halfway to a no agenda knighthood, and he says, uh, in the morning, Adam, uh, firsthand report on the bright light seen over Mississippi uh, Tuesday the 11th. Uh, the news is reporting that we saw the light due to a meteor event in Oklahoma. A nearby farmer in the county that borders the county I live in reported a crater in one of his fields. The news, of course, said this is bogus. Uh, I did not believe the reports and decided to drive the 12 miles to the site. For a place with no crater, there sure were a lot of law enforcement officers in the area and had all the roads closed off. Since it was after midnight at this point, I gave the officer a hearty in the morning and returned home. I wonder if the mothership has crashed. Hit him in the mouth, says John. And uh, we love that. So uh, debunking well, debunking the news. Well, you know, one of the things about these meteors uh, is they're worth a lot of money. Really? And uh, they become problematic when one of them smacks down someplace because media, uh, meteor hunters come in from all over the place. Because you can grab, if you have, the, it depends on the type of meteor, but some of those meteor chunks are worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Really? Who, but who pays money for that? Who wants to pay a hundred Museums grand? and collectors. Uh, look there are the, meteor uh, collectors out there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's one actually up in uh, Squim, up in Washington. There's a, there's, a, there's a rock shop there, and he's got a bunch of meteors that he sells and buys. He's a huh. rock hound. And if you, if you everyone wants to see a great meteor, you can go to the Natural History Museum in uh, New York, and they have one of the most valuable meteors in their rock collection. It's huge. It's about five feet high. So let yeah. me ask you a question. A, a hundred grand is that for like the five foot high version, or is that like a, just a chunk? Well, yeah, five foot high version might go for a hundred grand, but but it turns out because I did a little research on this recently for something, and it turns out that the you know some of these meteors are only worth a few thousand dollars, but there's certain kinds <laughs> only, of meteors. only a few thousand. I'll take it. Some of these meteors, uh, little pieces can be worth hundreds too, but some of these meteors are may, are composed of certain combinations of metals and crystals or whatever that make them very valuable. They're very rare. 
Huh. And uh, I did so, not yeah. know that. I did not. So know when a that. meteor hits, it becomes a real problem for you know if it. Now, how how does how does come from all over? How does one uh, uh, authenticate uh, said meteor? I mean, how do, how do you know if it's a real meteor? I mean, I could well, just be giving in, you a in the rock. Case of one that just hits it would be steaming hot, but <laughs> yeah, I know, but. <laughs> But I mean, if you're if you're going on the on the open market to sell your meteor, I think there are experts that can. It's like gemologists can tell you. Interesting. You know, it could because you know, like remember the the Dutch uh, had had received that moon rock, and it turned out to be a piece of petrified wood, and they had it in the museum yeah. and everything. Stupid, yeah, idiots. hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, on the on the Doug front, Doug. Uh, the BBC, who of course uh, bring you awesome experts like uh, Alan Hunt. Al Hunt uh, had a fantastic uh, report on uh, birds uh, in Romania. Of course, we've had dogs everywhere uh, falling out of the skies. And uh, this was uh, probably the, the funniest. This is my favorite one. This, yeah, my, my favorite My report. favorite story, too. And I'm just going to read it right from the Ministry of Truth. Uh, birds that were thought to have died from avian flu in Romania instead apparently drank themselves to death. As uh, dead starlings uh, were found on the outskirts of uh, the city of Constanta uh, in eastern Romania on uh, Saturday, and of course uh, authorities were af- were afraid the birds had died from avian flu, but local veterinarian officials. And by the way, if your if your uh, pet is sick, make sure you take it to a veterinarian in uh, in Romania. Uh, said the starlings had died after eating grape mark, the leftovers from the winemaking process, and had uh, drunk themselves to death. <laughs> now, there's a couple of things interesting about this story. One, it is funny, but this other thing is mark, which is actually, mark is not the right term for it, but they do this in the Napa Valley. In some soil conditions in wine-growing areas, the soil's not acidic enough, and they take the, the gunk the, uh, the, the gunk that's at, at the end of the process of squeezing the last bit of juice out of the wine, and they put it back into the soil. And they kind of plow it in, or they can dump it on top. And every once in a while, you see a pile of this stuff up in the Napa Valley. It's just, it's, 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 it's just a leftover crap, which has still got a lot of alcohol in it because it's the, you know, the skins and all the stuff inside. And I think that it's possible if I was a starling and I'm pecking around for <laughs> Wait stuff, a minute, you are. You're floating in your dreams. Maybe you are a starling. I, I was floating, not flying. Oh. So, And I was by myself. So anyway, so the, uh, the starling would probably, I mean, the seeds in the grapes, which would be in there, uh, would, are probably pretty tasty at this point because they're crunchy anyway. Ripe seed, a seed in a very ripe grape is a very crunchy thing. It's like mm. grape nuts, very tasty. Yes. And they would, and they're probably the, the, the leftover the skins and stuff. It's probably very tasty to the birds. And then they get a little loopy, which makes them uninhibited. So they overeat, and they, but they end up getting a lot of alcohol. This may be the solution to the starling problem. To getting These rid of These birds are a plague. Huh. Well... I mean, I don't it's think... It's a natural way to poison them. It's fantastic. And it's good for the soil. And not good for Doug. Anyway, I just thought that was, thought that was interesting that this would happen to them. Well, the, what, what is uh, kind of funny, though, that uh, the report actually finishes with fireworks were blamed for the deaths of thousands of red-winged blackbirds yeah. in Arkansas, while in Sweden, officials believe almost 100 jackdaws found death in the center of town had simply been run over. <laughs> So it's like a competition. Of course, we all know that this is harp related. It's a competition to see who, which government can come up with the <laughs> stupidest 
um, reason for these birds dying that people will believe. And uh, and and I think they're doing a great job. But we got fireworks. Yeah, keeping me entertained. They got hit by a car. <laughs> Sweden. What happened to those hundreds of birds? They got hit by a car. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. What time are the Kardashians on? Uh, idiot. Hey, I have an end of show clip, by the way, John, that I want to play. Um, and what, what, what's it involve? Well, it's an oldie but goodie. And the reason why it, it popped up on the stream, someone had dropped it into the box somewhere. It's nine minutes. It is. Um, uh, Eisenhower's farewell speech, the one that we discussed recently. Yeah. And after having discussed it with you and after knowing, because, you know, he talks about the military industrial complex. Um, but after having discussed it with you and you said, well, actually, it was the military industrial academic complex. Um, I, li- I heard this speech in a whole new light. And he really goes into such detail about science and about uh, gov- funding, government funding of universities uh, that it just it boggled my mind that I'd never really recognized that because I was so focused on the words military industrial complex that the rest of the speech just kind of faded away into the background. And now when you listen to this speech again, you will hear him literally warning for the exact position we find ourselves in today where uh, big pharmaceuticals uh, are basically paying for all research in univ- they're paying they're keeping universities going and how of course because of this things like uh, biodiversite oh, I should I actually probably do the uh, and stuff like the science being in is really funded and he warned about this in his speech and when you hear it again very much like we listen to the crackpot from uh, the John Birch Society it just it, it just hit me with a whole new light and so I wanted to share that yeah. with people I think that, that Birch Society clip was was a killer by the way i yeah. was very impressed and you can find that in the the show notes noagendashow.com the show notes are also available in structured data format in opml so you can import them into other programs and stuff and it's uh, all part of the service that we deliver to you here at uh, the no agenda show and then uh, you, sorry yeah, go ahead go ahead well uh, the only other thing i uh, really wanted to get to um and i I, I guess there's only one real story I want to share, uh, although I could talk talk about it for an hour. Um, we had the uh, one-year anniversary of the earthquake in Haiti on the 12th, just the other day. And, of course, uh, after, well, I don't know, after almost a year of uh, predominantly me, but us bitching on this show about the lack of money getting to Haiti, there are some uh, publications that actually... Uh, said, hey, uh, where did all the money go? Uh, <laughs> Canada actually is doing some great reporting. Uh, they have a, a very large Haitian um, community in Canada, and uh, they're starting to say, wait a minute, this is wrong. Yeah, apparently only... Oh, well, Canada's doing it to needle us. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's right. Uh, 5% of the rubble has been cleared. Uh, ah! at, yeah, 5%. How long does it take? But the best... The best is please go to ClintonFoundation.org. And Bill Clinton did this video. And you don't see a single tent in the video, by the way. All you see is happy Haitians. It's, it's Bill Clinton and the happy Haitian brigade. And it's like, oh, it's so great, and we helped everybody. And he has apparently, the Clinton Foundation has allocated a whopping $11.5 million to Haitian recovery efforts. 
Hello, Bill. Hello. Are you freaking kidding me, dude? I mean, Gitmo Nation Lowlands alone raised like $100 million. Like, this money was stolen. It was stolen, and he's acting like nothing, like, it's like nothing is wrong. It's like, oh, and, and everyone's happy, and it's all great. I love the picture of him before the video plays, of him just sitting there with that glib look. You know, I almost want to, the video's, it has No, don't play no, it. Forget it. 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 We, this guy's, we don't need him. He's a dick. And let me just remind you uh, of, of, uh, of what he and President Bush said. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. So in the weeks after the earthquake, the foundation spent nearly $2.5 million to directly purchase relief supplies and spent more than $1.7 million to deliver and distribute in Haiti goods donated by other organizations, including heavy equipment, solar flashlights, and lanterns. Lanterns, I tell you. And clothing. The foundation also issued $4.75 million in grants to 15 organizations, including $1 million for operational support of the Interim Haiti Recovery Commission. This is such a travesty. And you see him in this video, and what is he's at a mango farm, ladies and gentlemen. Does it get any crazier? These people have to pay and import their own rice, and, and, and we're making them grow mangoes. They don't want no mangoes. They're, just, they're like, the Haitians hate the, the mangoes. They're crapping enough. Yeah, they don't need, they got cholera. Who they needs got mangoes? Cholera. They don't need mangoes. Is the last thing you want to eat? Who needs mangoes? Now, there is one report from IPS News, uh, and they, and of course, let's not forget, they had elections. Um, so on the anniversary of, uh, of the earthquake, fresh calls emerged Wednesday for Haiti to avoid its recent disputed presidential elections following a new analysis from the Center for Economic Policy Research showing serious, <laughs> unprecedented flaws in the November 28th voting process. And, of course, we have the Organization of American States who released the official review of the election. And if you read this, everything is rigged. Right down to OA, uh, the OAS. These, it, the whole thing, the fix is in. All they want is to get their... Pe- they're now going to have a runoff between... Uh, the, it's crazy. Uh, the, the Martelli, the, the, the singer. He actually has a shot now. Remember? The, yeah. <laughs> they booted the other guy out and they brought in Martelli. And uh, he has a shot. He has a shot at becoming the president. This is, this is, like one never-ending comedy you, act. Yeah, you cannot make this stuff up. And, of course, you know, the, the, all this reporting falls by the wayside because, you know, we have deranged lunatics with Glock, uh, Glock 19s running around with 33 clips in the magazine. And, and, that, and that's what dominates the news. And meanwhile, uh, Haiti has revised its quake death toll to over 316,000, 1.3 million people still living in tents, pooping from cholera. And where did all the money go? Where is the money? Stolen, I tell you. Stolen. And Bill Clinton is sitting on it. And I call him out right now. Stolen. Yeah, he cares what you think. And uh, should I wind up dead? I did not commit suicide. This yeah, well, bull that's crap. not going to happen either. You know, I, I hope not. Because I, that's so, why I call yeah, yeah, it would ruin the show. <laughs> it would totally, it would harsh my mellow for sure. So do we have time for some real news? Oh, John, I am so glad you asked. Let me uh, let me fire this up for you then. And now, back to real news 
Wow, it's been a while since we've done some good real news. Well, you know, it seems to me that we're the, the story that's overlooked and is in the shuffle here, which is the <laughs> Ted Williams rise and fall. Oh no! Grace. Oh no! Wait a minute, he's fallen already. Oh, play the Ted Williams part one clip. Oh, hold on, baby. Yeah, all my backup systems here. Ted Williams Part 1, coming at you now. Inspirational rise from homelessness to superstardom. Focus today on Ted Williams running with the police (laughs) and an ugly and public new dispute with the daughter he abandoned. Wait a minute, is this extra? No, this is this is Showbiz News on HLN. Oh, okay, Showbiz News on HLN, everybody. With, uh, with, uh, what's the guy, Jack Hammer, what's his name? Jack Hammer. <laughs> no, I don't know who I don't know who these people are. No, no, but, no, but the, the guy who's always uh, who, the 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 slick looking headed guy. What's his name? Oh, there's a couple slick looking headed guys and girls, but this is a mostly female. A, no, it's AJ Hammer. That's what it is. AJ Hammer. Everybody, AJ Hammer, Jack Hammer, AJ Hammer here on HLN headline news. From homelessness to superstar. This is him. It's Focus AJ. today on Ted Williams running with the police and an ugly and public new dispute with the daughter he abandoned. He drinks. She was screaming, I'm going to sell this story. Showbiz Tonight can tell you, Ted Williams' feel-good, rags-to-riches story may be heading into a dark second chapter. Oh, no. I just wanted my head around. That was one of Ted Williams' nine children on the Dr. Phil Show, where Williams confronted his ex-wife and five of his kids, whom he freely admits he neglected during his days of homelessness and drug use. I miss you. It hurt a lot. I don't care how much money you give me. I just want you. I want you. And now, his daughter Janae is making explosive claims about Williams. On Dr. Phil's show this afternoon, she claimed that Williams, a former addict, is drinking again. He has consumed at least a bottle of Grey Goose tonight. At least. But Williams tells Entertainment Tonight his daughter is telling lies about it. Wow. Wow, this is this is stunning, John. I can't believe what I'm hearing. You would, it's uh, uh, hard to imagine that this would happen. <laughs> so here's the story. I, I'll bring you up to it. Then you can play the second clip, which is Dr. Oh, Phil. Oh, I can't somehow wait. Gets I can't wait. <laughs> Dr. Phil's involved with the whole thing. Oh, so apparently right. the guy uh, lied about a lot of the stuff that he did. Or no. Didn't do. No. Yeah. It's a no. Stunner. No. And apparently now, and by the way, if you listen to him talk, his, you know, that beautiful, mellifluous, old-fashioned voice that he had hey, no. now sounds more like a guy who's, who, he sounds like he's drinking. He like, sounds like he's drunk on the spot because he, he yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's not uh, like, uh, as uh, if I, uh, no, I haven't uh, had a drink I, in a year. Or any Coke. So anyway, so <laughs> so Dr. Phil got a hold of him. Of course, he has to exploit the thing to, to, the, to the nth. And Dr. Phil's going to put him in rehab and all this crap is happening. And, of course, this got all pushed aside. I mean, I think the thing was a scenario where you bring this guy up out of the blue and you make a big feel-good story and then all the bad things happen. Wait, wait, John, you're telling me... Fame, it's fame that's ruined. No, you're not telling me this was rigged. So the whole thing is like, it's just... (laughs) It's very funny. But so let's play the part two. You can cut in and out of it and kill it when you feel like it. Is it, it but that good? I mean, it's, it's, it's a I long think clip. it's funny. Okay. Because Dr. Phil is like, has a few two bits to throw in. It's like, why is Dr. Phil? Uh. <sighs> All right. Philly baby. Therapy and he needs help. And Dr. Phil is trying to help him get that therapy, yeah. get what he needs. Listen to what he said today on his show. You know, Dr. Got- Dr. Phil is just so awesome. He's trying to help him get that therapy he really needs. And we need to exploit him on television to help him. Got him yep. to commit to doing 90 meetings in 90 days. We'll see if he does that. He's an addict. 
Okay, Dr. Phil seems a little bit skeptical that Ted is going to really commit and complete rehab. Wendy, do you think he will complete it, or do you fear that the fame... Is this this headline news again? Yeah. Well, how dare they call this headline news? Well, I'm just telling you, this is the showbiz part of headline news. No, no, headline news is nothing, but it's showbiz and uh, lost children. That's all I ever see on that channel. I, I don't know why they're off on this, but they are. This is HLN, yes. Tension could present temptation, become too much, potentially cause them to spiral out of control. You know, I don't know about what the treatment is, but 90 meetings to ninety day in 90 days sounds like outpatient to me. He needs residential treatment, and he needs someone to pay for it. This guy needs a job. He needs a home. Doing one craft commercial is only one gig, probably for scale. He needs. <laughs> oh, it's for scale. <laughs> It's probably true. Oh, well, we have the experts on. Is the guy in the union already? This is great. An agent, a headshot, and to start like everybody else, make restitution to his family. (laughs) Oh, this is also, you can hear, this is funny, you can hear this jabroni chick. And she's pissed off. She's like, hey, you got to start like everybody else, man. Hey, you, you jumped ahead of the queue. You, yeah. you got a craft and you need commercial. A shot in an agent. Yeah, you got a you got a craft commercial, and I'm still on HLN doing commentary. You jumped ahead. Uh, you you got to start like everybody's with a headshot and an agent, douchebag. Now the cameras are a double-edged sword. Right. On one sense. Oh, and I'm an expert. Oh, you're right. I can. I love this. It's a double-edged sword. You know, it's like I know all about this. The cameras can give him access to things he couldn't afford otherwise. Like, for instance, maybe uh, therapy. hookers and blow and stuff like that. If somebody wants to volunteer to give him therapy. If he can um, get some residential treatment because they will be able to promote their facility. It can be a blessing. In it that can way. be a blessing. I'm sorry, but if that camera is there helping give him the services he could never afford mm-hmm. as a homeless person. On the other hand, it also puts a lot of pressure on could him. Could potentially be destructive. Yeah. Well, there are some signs that Ted is really struggling. Today, Ted admitted to Dr. Phil that he actually hasn't been sober for two and a half years, as he's been claiming. Watch. Really? <laughs> Have you had even a stumble in two and a half years? With alcohol, I did. And I can say honestly, Dr. Phil, it didn't lead me to my drug of choice, which was crack. How recently was that? Maybe a year ago. Uh, be straight up. All right. Uh, that's it. I, I've had enough. I had enough. Notice how his voice is like not what uh, it was. That was crack cocaine, Dr. Phil. Really? <laughs> really? Crack cocaine. Anyway, uh. so that's Ted Williams. That story is ending. Unfortunately, they had this sh- maniac uh, deranged shooter. And uh, and I would like to remind kinda- everybody, it's in the show notes again, Star Suckers is a fantastic documentary. There is uh, It's available in seven parts on YouTube. Link in the show notes at noagendashow.com. It will explain this obsession. Uh, it uh, have you seen it yet, John? Have you taken a look at this? Uh, no, I'm gonna watch it right away. Yeah, you'll like it. You will. I uh, probably will. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, I, of course I saw it on the torrent, but uh, uh, seeing it, there's some more real news. Well, wait, before you go to that, let me bring up one more thing before I forget. And this is I didn't plan on talking about this, and I should have a clip, and I don't, but I wish I did. Have you noticed? This is just a kind of a question. Have you noticed the that all out of the blue? And I'm relating this, after I listened to it the first time, I'm relating this to the dead PR woman who was murdered by the Star Whackers. Yes, uh, Ronnie Veronica Chasen. Uh, Cohen. F. Lee Bailey came out with a report from his law firm, out of the blue, saying that O.J. Simpson was innocent, and they had the, the, the prosecution refused to put on the stand the witnesses 
who would give him, who saw a, a group of murderers out there, apparently, who uh, at the scene of the crime or whatever, some, some bogus thing. This is like, what, 10 years after the murder. I believe that this showed up as part of the scare the celebrities, uh, mo- another scare the celebrities moment that anything can happen. And if you, in the case of O.J. Simpson, if you were, if he was the target of the Star Whackers, mm-hmm. he, they would, wouldn't want to kill him because, you know, it's just ridiculous. So they kill people around him until he coughs up the money or run, gets out of town right. or whatever like that. Right. So I believe that that's part of, part of some other overriding scheme. I'm starting to, I'm not completely convinced of the, any of this, but I'm, I'm getting closer with this. Why did this document surface now well there's a lot of things going on we also in los angeles have uh, the trial of michael jack the pre-trial of michael jackson's doctor uh which just wrapped up yeah i feel that this is part of the same scheme because this guy now because there's a couple of bogus uh claims i'm i'm gonna predict that this guy gets off or has or the jail time he does is going to be so little it's going to be ridiculous well um it is going to trial um that uh, that has been determined and i agree with you uh, but it, the the information that's coming out is just funny you know and and literally there <clears throat> the uh, all the def- the defense really isn't saying much because this is like a pretrial uh, but I think that they are going to say Michael Jackson killed himself. I, I guarantee you that's what it's going to come down to. I don't think the guy will get convicted at all. I think it will. They will turn out. They will say Michael Jackson uh, committed suicide. He opened up the propofol tap himself. You watch. Yeah, this, this watch. is starting to show up. This yeah. particular meme that Jackson is shooting himself up. Oh yeah, yeah. You watch. Uh, is sh- yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's. Uh, and the doctor cleaned up the mess just so it didn't, you know, it wasn't to protect himself, but to protect Jackson from, or, you know, from the right, bad from the image bad, yeah. of being, yeah. of being you know, like the guy in the, like, Jimi Hendrix, whoever it was, sitting on the toilet with a needle stuck in their arm, right. dead. And all of this will come around, and probably within the next year or two on this show, if we're lucky enough to be able to broadcast, and if uh, we haven't uh, received uh, two to the head, gun in the left hand... <clears throat> what we receive is a takedown notice, probably more than yeah, anything. Well, else. Yeah, um, is that there is such collusion between the mafia, um, the media, as in Hollywood media, and politics. We will be connecting these dots continuously. This is why Clooney can sell anything. And by the way, Clooney's new movie was he gets a reward, right? You know, he uh, he gets to distract He gets to raise billions for Haiti, which is then stolen. Uh, I haven't forgotten. I've I've not forgotten what Clooney did there. He he raised lots of money and got big props on the award shows. Now he's um, watching uh, Darfur from the sky with his Google satellite, uh, and his reward will be a movie which will be about a politician uh, and his race for the presidency. It's 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 again. You can't write this stuff. You just can't write it. And you well, see- somebody's writing it. No, they, good you point. know what I mean. Yeah, good point. Good point. So, quick trip around uh, Gitmo Nation before we get out of here. First of all, I could not believe the magnitude of this. Epic fail. Pfizer really screwed up, uh, and the news only coming out now. Uh, the Japanese government, Gitmo Nation Sushi, raised tax on cigarettes uh, October first to such a degree that people were freaking out, and they all. Uh, tried to get uh, Shantix, which oh, is sold right. as Champix in uh, Japan. But Pfizer had run out. Oh. 
They couldn't. They couldn't make enough. What a botch! <laughs> they did not. A Pfizer spokesman in Tokyo said the company misjudged interest in the drug amongst Japanese smokers. An extraordinary number of people decided to quit, and our reading of the situation was off. We expected well, more that could demand. Be a setup just to jack up the price too. You yeah, know. possible, possible. So because, I just you know Nintendo pulled that stunt with Americans. With we, we yeah, right. Well, I just thought that was interesting to note. Um. The uh, poisonous cloud in Gitmo Nation lowlands, remember uh, right near Rotterdam, uh, it was a huge fire and uh, the, the storage facility that was burning uh, stored uh, Monsanto's Roundup Ready. <laughs> so uh, now it's sad because um, you know, the people, uh, the, the first responders are all sick. Oh yeah. They're I sick. I run, I, if, if I was a first responder, I would have quit my job on the spot. Well, and driven in the opposite direction. Well, what that is, stuff is dangerous. Well, what is really sad is that the government is saying, if you're not feeling well as a first responder, you should go to your doctor. <laughs> go see your 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 uh, your physician. There is no, and literally there is no danger for public health. This is what the the the, the ministry of health is saying. Now the uh, ministers went to have a look, and I have some pictures. In the show notes, <clears throat> the ministers went to take a look at the carnage, and they all sat in a in a enclosed vehicle. <laughs> and did not yeah. get, they did not get out airtight uh, airtight vehicle. <laughs> Nothing to see here. People move along. And uh, oh, by the way, don't worry about the water either. It is not contaminated. So uh, Gitmo Nation lowlands wow. in uh, severe severe distress. Uh, of course, we have uh, the floods in Gitmo Nation down under. I do not want to pass over that lightly. Um, it's, I, I have to say, the you want a real uh, resilient and vigilant people, man. Those Australians, they, 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 can, they can take it. They're not complaining and crying. They're just taking it. I'm, I'm very, uh, very impressed, I have to say. Yeah. Um, you have to give them kudos for the... Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to give them some, uh, one more karma bit there. They deserve that. You've got karma. The uh, Gitmo Nation Deutschland. Let me just uh, bring this up. After you do that one, I got one. Okay. Uh, prostitution in Germany has been legal since 2002. The country's sex trade is moving towards greater... Yes. Oops, hold on a second. Uh... No, I can't hear you again. Yeah, hold on. You're you're breaking up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty I'm, funny. I'm, what I'm, I'm definitely hearing, still but ex- nothing I can understand. I'm definitely still experiencing the problem. It's like your line just went dead. You know, uh, well, you have a scheduled uh, call for tomorrow between twelve. Coming back, but you sound like you're in the you're like you're falling down. Yes, a well that's correct. And you're helping, okay. yelling for help. To, is there is there any possibility? Um, is there any possibility? Yeah, and there's no possibility someone could come earlier? Uh, let me check if there's anything available earlier. Uh, let me see. Cause someone, I think someone called very early this morning, and I just missed the call, and it would be great if someone could come out earlier. Okay, let's take a look. No, the next appointment is this Saturday. Saturday. Okay, okay I'll, keep, I'll keep the Friday appointment then. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. John, you still there? Eh. 
All right, uh, so what happened there, hold on, let me see if I can call John back. That was very interesting. I think the stream is back on, yes. So um, what happened there is Time Warner Cable called uh, on the phone that I'm using to tether with. And I think I got some of their uh, some of the conversation uh, on the recording. I don't know if it's actually. Uh, let me see now. Are we uh, are we streaming? Are we streaming? Yes, I think we are streaming. Of course, now I can't seem to find John. I've lost him. I had to answer that call though. That was just too good. Okay, hold on one second. Uh, Okay, I think I have, uh, let's see if we can reconnect here. We might be able to. Hello? 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 I, ha- I see some connection. I see he's online. Stand by. Okay, I think we can wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna leave all this in. <clears throat> It'll be fun. He lives. Yay! Well, that was. Hey. Uh, so let me tell you what happened. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. So I got a, tw- I, I got a Twitter. Yes. Well, you got a phone call apparently. Well, what happened is Time Warner Cable called, and if you don't answer the call, then they don't show up. Okay. So I answered the call, so then basically I'm on on the phone that is acting as our wireless bridge. Right, and the diet killed us. Yeah, uh, so I'm so sorry, but if I hadn't answered the call, then they actually then, you know. You would never, yeah, 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 I got that. And they don't show up. I figured that out. I'm so sorry about that. But anyway, we're I don't back. Know what you're sorry about it. It sounds like you may have to post something. But right now, I just want to say, let me big up and let me throw out some karma. Hold on a second. These guys deserve it. Here we go. You've got karma. To the uh, guys at iPhone Dev, the dev team that does the jailbreak so that I can actually tether with the iPhone, which uh, Steve Jobs doesn't want you to do. Um, so thank you very much, uh, dev team for, uh, for all you do. That's really quite awesome. So are, is this, we're still doing the show? Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Uh, okay. So you're going to have to do a post on this. No, I, I actually, I paused it after, uh, after oh, okay. a couple minutes. So I want all the warts in on this. I want people to know just, uh, how horrible time Warner really is. They, they need to understand. Yeah, well, I got a contact on Twitter now that you can go directly to, apparently. So, unless you've been using him. Uh, what is it? Uh, Time Warner Cares? <laughs> no, it's, that's funny. It's TWC something or other. I, I have it on the other machine. I'll send it to you. Okay. Cool. Anyway, um, I only had one more thing I wanted to kind of throw in at the end, <coughs> besides my cough, which is I just think it's kind of a foreboding situation. Uh, for Gitmo Nation. Uh, well, can I, uh, before you get in there, I, 
what I, I was right in the middle of talking about the hookers in Germany when. Uh, oh right, that's right. Finish that because I, I was interested because I didn't know that it was legal in Germany to have hookers. Yeah, apparently, since uh, two thousand and two, uh, and please don't go down again. Connection, um, uh, it's legal, and uh, now uh, with uh, the financial crisis, there's uh, <clears throat> more hookers. There's about two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, that all, that are working off the books because they got to pay taxes and 150,000 who are registered. Uh, wow, yeah, that's a lot of hookers. Yeah, they pay taxes entitled to. <laughs> that's the opening clip right there. Wow, that's a lot of hookers. <laughs> they're entitled to public health insurance and other benefits, and uh, they're now uh, going into uh, uh, work for a niche, niche, niche <laughs> for the elderly niche. and disabled. Uh, so they're really uh, expanding. <laughs> uh, hey, old man. They have uh, wellness brothels. Oh, brother. With a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, they have uh, some prostitutes focusing exclusively on the providing sex for seniors in retirement homes or for the disabled. And I think that is fantastic. I'm all well, that would probably, for it. That would kind of explain to me the obviousity of whorehouses in Germany. Uh, when you're fl- at night, if you're on a train or you're driving someplace and you go, you, there'll be this big building. It's usually like a two or three story old building that is lit up like a Roman candle with red spotlights. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the beacon of hope is what we call that. Yeah. Uh huh. And I was always looking and said, that looks like a whorehouse. And, you know, I was thinking, gee, I mean, how could they make it any more obvious? Now that I know that it's legal, oh, well, they oh, are making oh, it obvious. Well, yeah. Duh. <laughs> and uh, the new uh, German national ID card has already been hacked uh, <laughs> Good. by the Chaos Computer Club. Good on you. Right on. Sysadmins, engineers, boys. good work. Keep hacking away. Apparently... Uh, there's there's all kind of these these ID cards that they're rolling out in the United States of Europe. Uh, they fail if you have an umlaut or an accent uh, in your name. <laughs> uh, that's ludicrous. Yeah, why? W- I mean, what's that, babe? Oh, thank you, darling. Oh, uh, uh, there's number twenty two. <laughs> racking them up, Mickey. You care about the show, and I love you for it. And I will make you my wife one day. Right after the Uh-oh. right after the made, di- you made right a legal after, commitment. Right, right after there. the divorce is final. Okay, is that okay? I don't think she's not, she, she didn't say details. yes. She did not say <laughs> yes. I have an issue here. <laughs> no, she just no. It's not an it's not an official proposal, but it's close to one. I will make you an she honest woman. She wants you woman. to get down on your knee and have a ring. You know, just yak it off while doing the show. <laughs> True. Just, hey, babe, <laughs> I think we should get hitched one of these days. She says she's going to make me an honest man. What am I thinking? Am I out of my mind? Shut up, slave, is what she said. And I will cook for you in sickness or in health. I love you, darling. Oh, yep. you're, you're awesome. Uh, that's number 20. <laughs> You have to get a bell. <laughs> you come up with something a little, throw a little variety. Call it pumpkin at least or something. Uh, there is just one last thing we got to talk about, John, before we uh, before we go. We got that end of show clip too. A uh, lot of talk about food, uh, about food prices, about food being uh, the number. Uh, Hillary Clinton apparently is going around saying, "Well, you know, food is a big problem." Uh, it's uh, instability around the world. We've got to protect the food. It, food is going to be, I think, well, sooner than we think. It's going to be a tremendous issue for people. 
Well, we should talk to... I've got some clips about that, too. I wanted to bring in my German clip before you change the topic. Yeah, do your German and, clip. And the fact of the matter is, is that uh, there's a bunch of food-related topics that we can push to the next show, because I have some stuff on that, too. Okay. Um... And I don't want to make the show any no, longer. No, we're, we're, we're going to do we're going to do all that on Sunday, and hopefully, uh, Time Warner Cable will have been here, and they'll have fixed everything, and uh, so we'll save all of that. Um, but you have a, a German clip. Well, no, it's like if you, you know, we're talking about Germany, 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 and uh, now we're you know we we we're, we've been talking about Germany impinging on the EU and actually taking it over us, and maybe a Fourth Reich, who knows? But I thought that this kind of little sub message that was given on CNBC World by an economist discussing, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, with John Claude Trichet. Yes, he is the uh, the head of the. He's uh, the Bernanke. Yeah, he's the European Central Bank. Uh, Douche. He's the ECB head guy. He's Bernanke of Europe. Yeah. And he, his name has been cropping up like unbelievable. It's like as though he's sick of listening to Bernanke's name, so he's cropping up in the news. But there's a little interesting little catch in this in this particular piece that I've got, the ECB triche uh, German thing. Tell me if you can spot it, and do you think it's ominous? I think it is. What about the concern regarding the breakup of the euro? How serious is that? I think, you know, there are people who would like to see it break up for either profit reasons or because they've been saying since the dawn of time that a monetary union in Europe would never work. Um, so there is a lot of, I think there, there are a lot, there's a lot of forceful behavior that, uh, behind that type of view. But I think the important thing to point out is that the institutions in Europe, including the ECB, are evolving. Trichet gave a speech earlier in the week, and I've never seen this before. Maybe someone has, but I've never seen it before. But the entire opening remarks of the speech were in German. Now, on the one hand, that's a PR uh, move, because they're trying to keep the German people on board with the Euro project. But it's also a sign that the ECB is evolving to fit the needs of its time. And that's important, because there aren't many evolving institutions out there right now. So that's continues that's to be good. Stop it. Yeah, it's, it's that he did it in German. Yeah. Well... <clears throat> Let me correct you on one thing. It will not be the Fourth Reich. <clears throat> it will be Reich 4.0 is what it's going to be. They're going to hip oh, it up, yeah. they're gonna hip it up a little modern. bit. Yeah, they're going to hip it up. Reich 4.0. Reich 4.0. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, but uh, you've got... Uh, why, do, why are there German soldiers in France as we speak? For the cheese. <laughs> they have good cheese in Germany, believe it or not. For the wine? Well, they have good wine in Germany too, but it's not the same. For it's the different. for the women with hairy armpits? Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But everyone's doing that. You've got uh, uh, Sarkozy doing stuff in French. He doesn't stop. He's never done anything in English. You've got uh, uh, El Presidente von Rompuy, Haiku Herman, doing everything in uh, Dutch. He does a lot of stuff in English, but the fact is, why is this French guy doing anything in German at all? What, uh, Trichet, you mean? Yeah. Is he French? Jean-Claude Trichet? You don't think he's French? (laughs) He was born, he he came from Lyon, let's put it that way. Really? He's French. Really? He's very French. Oh, yeah, that's the kicker. That's the thing that was interesting. Oh, I didn't understand that. Trichet, let me just uh, look at the, uh, let me see where he's born. Yeah, French civil servant. Oh, my God. Oh my God! No, okay. All right. You know what, John? You win. That's your. That's that's the, you won the show with that one. My goodness, 
You're right. French guy speaking German with his speech. Wow. Do we have the speech? I've got to go listen to this speech now. Well, if you can understand decent German, I suppose. But yeah, yeah I found well, that I, I found that a very peculiar. Uh, yeah, extremely. It's funny, and you know, Mickey and I were watching the movie The King's Speech the other day. Oh, that's supposed to be a good film. Oh my God, no, no, it is an outstanding film. And yeah. if it do, if it does not win uh, the Oscars, if if that stupid Facebook movie wins above this, fix is in. Screw it. Never watch the Oscars again. Because this, I mean, this is the real deal. This is Shakespearean actors. Um, and it's it, even though it's kind of funny because it's about this elitist dork who can't speak because he has a speech impediment, and, you know, is, and he's you know the king of England, which is all a big joke. Um, there were two things that I first of all really endearing, heartwarming movie, true story, fantastic acting, just great, great movie. Um, but then you see uh, how you know this combined with Paris nineteen nineteen. You kind of see how these Germans, man. I mean, nothing. I like the new Germans. I've worked with the new Germans, but there's 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 something ominous about Germany. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> it's like when Tacitus was talking about the Germanic tribes back in the Grecian day, Grecian Roman days, you know, a couple thousand years ago, he, he was seeing the same thing. These guys have not changed a bit. They're warmongers. They kind of are. <laughs> Like, and the funniest line in the movie is uh, so they uh, they watch his uh, abdica- abdication is that it when you when you no as- ascension no no his ascension to the throne yeah, and okay. uh, and so that's his first uh, his first uh, public speaking and he gets through it okay with the help of uh, uh, of this uh, speech therapist and um, and then they're watching the the reel in the palace and then after that there's a reel of Hitler. And uh, and he's going and, he's, and Hitler and it's real footage and he's going off and he's and he's got everyone goose stepping and then um, I guess it's Elizabeth says that Daddy what is he saying and then he says I don't know but he's doing an awfully good job at it that's for sure <laughs> and that was like and that summed it up man that really summed it up yeah they're, it's warmongers and I hate to generalize an entire population because I have a German friends it's cultural. It really is. And so now this uh, triche has been assimilated. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you win on that one, my friend. Big one. Big ups. Big props. It's weird. I just thought it was screwy. So why don't we uh, save all the other stuff that we have? And there is a number of things. There was another two to the head that we haven't talked about, which I've done some research on. I will leave it in the show notes, noagendashow.com. A very important uh, take a look. There's also some uh, interesting news about the music business, which I always find fun to look at. Um, and to talk about. And uh, again, everyone, please look at uh, the movie Star Suckers. It will explain a lot about uh, our own crazy culture because while the Germans may be warmongers, we are, uh, uh, we're just morons here. <laughs> that's, that's where we are in the United States. Well, we like to blow things up. That's a, our well, we're, style. Yeah, we're good, at, uh, we're good at making things that blow up and incendiary devices. We like yeah, sending apparently. matches in the mail. So. <laughs> And then there's one other, uh, actually, if you want to see America, there's an, it's also in the show notes, our movie of the week called Guns and Weed, The Road to Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> it is the funniest thing. It's like 16, uh, 16 episodes, and it's, 
and it's great, and it's uh, and it harps on everything America, but it also truly is America. Guns and weed, that's what we are. Uh, so and, and, the, the Germans are warmongers, we're guns and weed, okay? And we have the uh, a link to the PDF file that discusses freezers and locker beef and everything that you, sh- you have in your email that you will put on the uh, yeah, uh, show notes. If I can actually get to my email, I will most certainly do that. Otherwise, and, it'll go on the Sunday show notes. But it's very good information. Very nice uh, little uh, uh, discussion about uh, locker beef. It's very good. Locker beef, not to be confused. Locker with- beef is what's generalized call. I mean, in most of the country, they call it locker beef because you, you, when you buy the cow or half a cow or half a steer, or whatever you buy, they usually keep it there in their locker. And then you grab like a hundred pounds and take it home, and then you grab another hundred pounds later. You pay for their storage. You know, I think, but it's there's lockers involved, and their lockers are freezers. And let there be no mistake, I'd like to send out a hearty to all of our German listeners. We love you. We're just we as, do. We're just as crazy as you are. We're, we're just pointing at some stuff out. <laughs> that we're not living next to uh, countries that we invade. No, Mexico. Well, Mexico, yeah. <laughs> Once in a while. All right, everybody. Again, big, uh, big props to the iPhone dev team for making the uh, jailbreak possible for doing the show at all. That is pretty amazing. And Sunday, I'm sure, will be kind of back to normal. Make sure you continue to check out noagendastream.com. Cool stuff going on there. And thank you for your support of this program, Dvorak.org slash NA. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I am the former Soviet spy known as Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's kind of dreary for some reason, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday for early morning service right here on No Agenda. Three days from now, after half a century in the service of our country, I shall lay down the responsibilities of office as, in traditional and solemn ceremony, the authority of the presidency is vested in my successor. This evening, I come to you with a message of leave-taking and farewell, and to share a few final thoughts with you, my countrymen. Like every other citizen, I wish the new president and all who will labor with him Godspeed. I pray that the coming years will be blessed with peace and prosperity for all. We now stand ten years past the midpoint of a century that has witnessed four major wars among great nations. Three of these involved our own country. Despite these holocausts, America is today the strongest, the most influential, and most productive nation in the world. Understandably proud of this preeminence, we yet realize that America's leadership and prestige depend not merely upon our unmatched material progress, riches, and military strength, but on how we use our power in the interest of world peace and human betterment. Crises there will continue to be. In meeting them, whether foreign or domestic, great or small, there is a recurring temptation to feel that some spectacular and costly action could become the miraculous solution to all current difficulties. A huge increase in newer elements of our defenses, development of unrealistic programs to cure every ill in agriculture, a dramatic expansion in basic and applied research. These and many other possibilities, each possibly promising in itself, may be suggested as the only way to the road we wish to travel. 
but each proposal must be weighed in the light of a broader consideration, the need to maintain balance in and among national programs. A vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. Today, the solitary inventor, tinkering in his shop, has been overshadowed by task forces of scientists in laboratories and testing fields. In the same fashion, the free university, historically the fountainhead of free ideas and scientific discovery, has experienced a revolution in the conduct of research. Partly because of the huge costs involved, a government contract becomes virtually a substitute for intellectual curiosity. For every old blackboard, there are now hundreds of new electronic computers. The prospect of domination of the nation's scholars by federal employment, project allocations, and the power of money is ever-present and is gravely to be regarded. Yet in holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific, technological elite. As we peer into society's future, we, you and I, and our government, must avoid the impulse to live only for today, plundering for our own ease and convenience the precious resources of tomorrow.
We cannot mortgage the material assets of our grandchildren without risking the loss also of their political and spiritual heritage. We want democracy to survive for all generations to come, not to become the insolvent phantom of tomorrow. During the long lane of the history yet to be written, America knows that this world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate, and be instead a proud confederation of mutual trust and respect. Together we must learn how to compose differences, not with arms, but with intellect and decent purpose. Because this need is so sharp, and apparent. I confess that I lay down my official responsibilities in this field with a definite sense of disappointment. As one who has witnessed the horror and the lingering sadness of war, as one who knows that another war could utterly destroy this civilization, which has been so slowly and painfully built over thousands of years, I wish I could say tonight that a lasting peace is in sight. Happily, I can say that war has been avoided. Steady progress toward our ultimate goal has been made, but so much remains to be done. As a private citizen, I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road. So in this, my last good night to you as your president, I thank you for the many opportunities you have given me for public service in war and in peace. I trust in that, in that, in that service, you find some things worthy. As for the rest of it, I know you will find ways to improve performance in the future. You and I, my fellow citizens, need to be strong in our faith that all nations under God will reach the goal of peace with justice. May we be ever unswerving in devotion to principle confident but humble with power, diligent in pursuit of the nation's great goals. To all the peoples of the world, I once more give expression to America's prayerful and continuing aspiration. We pray that peoples of all faiths, all races, all nations may have their great human needs satisfied, that those now denied opportunity shall come to enjoy it to the full that all who yearn for freedom may experience its spiritual blessings. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity, and that the scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the binding force of mutual respect and love. Now, on Friday noon, I am to become a private citizen. I am proud to do so. I look forward to it. Thank you, and good night.